Material Components Episode 5 The Final Trial Hello and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your Dungeon Master, Mike Gorgoni, and joining me as always are my stalwart adventurers. Hello, adventurers. How's it going? Hello. Going pretty good. Hello. Good. Uh, I am Olivia Gray. I will be playing Tirza Cloakbearer, uh, daughter of the Outer Storm. Uh, I am Cassie Lewis, Cass, and I will be playing... Uh, uh, Cherish, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I am Michael, and uh, I'm going to be playing Sid Emberlight, the uh, dashingly handsome uh, rogue uh, half-elf. <clears throat> nice and modest. Uh, mm -hmm. um, hi, I'm Reed Morris, and I'll be playing Grawl, the uh, Hexblade Warlock. Excellent. So, welcome back to all of you watching, listening, and everywhere in between. I would like to begin this session by the same way I begin every session, by asking our four players here, do you remember mm -hmm. what happened last time? Yes. Yes. So the two, long the ago. The only two characters that matter, was... Valor and Judah, almost drowned. We did almost drown. <laughs> uh, we were on an island in the middle of Lake Quelio, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, bring a quick view up in the world map for our watchers oh, yeah. on YouTube. Can see Hello, the... map. Hello, map. On the far north, we have Lake Quelio there, and right in the center, there's that island, the Crescent. Mm -hmm. um, and while we were, or the Crescent, depending on what yeah. region you're from, mm -hmm. um, and the water was rising, um, so and there was fish people coming out of it, and they were attacking us. And a woman ran away screaming um, again. Um, and so Judah and Valor went to go save her while the rest of us went to the top of the uh, plateau to fight some kind of fish cult. Fish cult, I guess. Yeah. It's a good way to put um, it. Um, the, we are missing one very important detail to all of this, and that is context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was our test. Oh, if this it is the first the episode you're listening to, bad news. Don't <laughs> yeah. stop it right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the fourth. Yeah, this was the um, fourth test. So, the fourth uh, of the Skane Witch's trials. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? Is it the fourth? I, it's. I think that was third. that was the third. Now we're going to be doing the fourth. Now. Now we're in the fourth. All right. Yes. Say what? Oh dear. Um. um okay. Also, okay. the that woman who ran away is another one of the Threadless who's been taking these tests, and her party has not done as well as ours or the B-teams. Oh, she was from another party. Um, yeah, yeah, she was from that tertiary party. That, right, the one where everybody died. That everyone yeah. but her is dead. In. It is a pretty big bummer, yeah. <laughs> I should be better at combat. Yeah. What? Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know. No sentiment. Uh, and the uh, since we, I think we finally figured out the pattern to the tests last time. Uh, oh, like yeah? earth, air, wind, and fire. Yeah, air, air, fire, and water. Oh, <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> 
Wow, I wonder what could be next. <laughs> probably um, love, yes. actually. It's probably uh-huh. heart. It's heart, yeah. Probably heart. <laughs> um, we did successfully, mostly successfully, defeat the fish cult. Uh, yeah, you're fine. And I died briefly, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the old mage managed to make con- managed to make contact with me, Cherish, uh, <laughs> during the test. That was weird. It hmm. was weird. It was very weird. Um, and then at the end of the test, unless anybody has anything else they want to recap from the actual fight. Nope. Nothing except that I had a very good time. Yeah. Oh, it was a blast. <laughs> it was a blast. Uh, I got bonked. It was a blast funny. of lightning. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, the so lightning was... thing was pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> like, legitimately, that was my, like, my fondest, like, oh, that shit was cool moment. Um, but then we, when we appeared back in the uh, like the town square in Stormhaven, um, we were a like mobbed by a bunch of people. We're right, famous. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, old mage met us there when we came back, and she stopped time, and she was actually physically there and like touching people and carried me off. Um, which you guys don't know. That's weird, but I do. Um, and she was like, hey, we're going to kill the Skine Witch. Mike, if you would provide the voice. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm totally here Witch. physically, and you all don't know that's weird, but <laughs> Cherish would know that that's weird. And guess what? We're totally going to kill the Skine Witch. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, the old mage thing totally is. It might be my new favorite thing. This anyway. is me doing the old mage voice, doing the recap. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that's sort of, that's what I got. But yes, the old mage at the end of last year's trial had proposed that the skein witch must die. And in order to enact that plan, half of the next year will be spent in research, trying to find a way in which to even do that. And the other half would be collecting what is needed to accomplish that goal. So before we get to the second half of the year in which you all shared some adventure to get the MacGuffin to kill the Skane Witch, what did your characters do individually with the first half of your year? I'll go first. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I'm going to go first. Grawl, Grawl's going to lead the party this time. Uh, for once. Uh, Grawl uh, decided to finally read some stuff in in the libraries of Old Haven, because now he can do that. Um, and talking to an old man on the streets, he found out that there once was a library uh, in Old Haven that was taken over by some sort of religious cult kind of thing, and that it burnt down, and then somehow uh, there was uh, like an old like greenhouse there now that's been closed down and whatnot. Um, Grawl decided to explore because, you know, late at night when a strange moth lands on the gate, you're like, hmm, must be a sign. <laughs> it was a sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, well, I mean, it, it landed on the sign anyway. Yeah. Well, the sign said closed for renovations and it looked like it's been closed for 60 years. Um, not very quick at that. Um, so Grawl explored and found that the entire place was, like, abandoned, but it had all been, like, overgrown with giant vines and whatnot, and uh, descended down to the, like, the underbelly of this kind of, like, 
uh, I want to say like arboreum kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, where thick like black mold was growing all over everything and consuming kind of like the walls and items and shells. And Technically, whatnot. it was a russet mold. Oh. It was a russet mold that Not I totally came up. No, no. Um, but apparently down <laughs> down below the uh, the the greenhouse uh, was some sort of like like chamber in which a man was wrapped around a book uh, from which all these kind of like vines and mold growing out of um, and the man woke up kind of covered in mold and whatnot and scared Grawl to a certain extent to which he slashed him in half um, and everything in 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 the arboreum slowly started to like decay and die and collapse in on itself uh, so yeah Grawl escaped and uh, yeah I so, killed the book <laughs> as a brief aside Grawl not that your character would necessarily know this but it's probably something you found out later which is you had entered a small portion of what is called the Underhaven, a series of abandoned buildings that have sunken to the swampy ground around the river or labyrinthine um, cemeteries that are excavated beneath the city betimes. So there is a whole underground network beneath Stormhaven that most people, most sane people, don't go to. Is it all moldy? Sounds badass. Chunks of it can be moldy. Mm. But you gotta get around the chunks. What you had found there underneath that arboreum was a piece of the Underhaven. Funsies. Super cool. Next. Uh, Um, Um, Tirza stays in Stormhaven. Um, eventually she will have to return to Utbari to take vows and become like an actual religious part of a religious order. <laughs> um, but, uh, Neta is not like pushing her to do that. And so she was like, I'm just going to stay here for a second. So she stays in, uh, Stormhaven and, um, I kind of assume that they just stay at the Wandering Rose for... Sure. Yeah. Um, and helps out in the community. Does, like, charity work and um, becomes familiar with some people from the Divine Athenium, which is a collection of uh, uh, religious scholars, kind of, that take in religious information from before magic went mad pretty much um the idea behind the divine athenium is that when civilization or what was left of it was shepherded into the valley there wasn't much left of organized religion as a whole so what's left of religion is practiced in sects and cults and small places of worship and the divine athenium attempts to collect remnants of information about religions of the past in an attempt to maybe reigniting those religions or maybe just making sure people are still aware that like oh yeah the gods are out there hopefully yeah uh yeah and and helping out in the community and basically doing missionary doing missionary stuff um 
and oh uh and i forgot that the most important thing that happens to her which i totally spaced on even though it's yeah um so in the jarashir i haven't really explained this although mike you gave a kind of a quick rundown i think in the episode one the jarashir have 12 items that are considered sacred um they're augurs and they are from from the beginning of tempest rest valley either from before when the time when magic went mad or you know immediately after um and the uh, mythos of the Jarashir say that when all 12 of these items have been bonded with, uh, it means that the outer storm is imminent, that the collapse of the bubble that keeps everybody in the Tempest Rest, Rest Valley is safe um, will collapse and chaos will reign. Um, and so basically they're they're preparing themselves for that. And the last auger was bonded with. Oh. Yay! Hooray! The end is nigh. <laughs> and we shall be saved. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So Tears is having a great year. Uh, and, and lest we forget, Tirza is in fact the bearer of one of these augers. Yes. It has not uh, been super relevant up to this point, but it will become more relevant as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that was my year. That's your year. Just half a good year. time. Half uh, year, yes. Half year, yeah. Uh, my half year, um, I basically spent sort of leaning on the um, celebrity status that we now have as the as the threadless. Um, I've appeared at several public events. Um, I met uh several um political leaders um you probably met the lord mayor at least once oh yeah um i i so i i'm still doing my job um at the uh bards guild um so, uh but um so that's where i'm making most of my money but i'm i'm spending my time just kind of trying to like see how much i can get out of this sort of um impromptu celebrity status that I was not anticipating uh, of having. Um, in that time, um, I sort of leaned more into that and kind of stopped my training a little bit. And so that slowed down. I haven't really seen um, my master super recently um, as the year progresses. Um, perhaps Sid thinks that oh i don't think i need it anymore uh i'm pretty accomplished now um hit the big time hit the big time exactly um so yeah nothing too eventful just just stuff like that i mean the big thing coming out of this half year is that you've started leaning into the name that you've chosen for yourself yes um so now yeah i am i am sid Emberlight. um uh or so yeah that's i I'm fully embracing that um, identity now. Are you still doing vigilante stuff? It's it's sort of like because the kind of stuff that I was doing before wasn't like it, it, it was a little bit more like Daredevil where he it's kind of like an excuse to go out and beat up bad guys. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, we all know that feeling. All we all know that feeling in real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, so I, yes, um, but it, it at the moment, like being famous is kind of taking up most of my time. It's, it's tough, isn't it? It's sort of a it's, Luke it's, Cage it's... scenario more than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that was my year. How are happier? All right, Let's cherish. As was not super keen on the kill the skein witch ASAP plan. Um, and I, she did stay in Stormhaven for a little bit. Um, and like probably was like, oh, Tirza, you should stay with me at the Wandering Rose. And then probably just was like, actually, here, you can just have this room. I'll pay for it, whatever. Oh, um, hell yeah. And then. Uh, because she was like, she's really more interested in f still finding out what's going on, um, and so she go like contacts the old mage and is like, I want to come to the tower to do some research about this to help you if you need help, and to do research for the our teams uh, about the stuff we need to do and where we need to go. Um, and kind of used that as a in to try and do research about anything related to things that we've heard the Skane Witch say or references to things that we've seen. Um, she does also still do the like reconnaissance and strategy research, obviously, but also the other stuff. And I will get into all of that later. <laughs> there's a presentation <laughs> that will be happening see here but, on slide three yes uh prestidigitation is a very versatile spell that's all i'll say oh there. i know <laughs> i my uh listman was saying something about it earlier and so now i'm like okay so i'm gonna do this 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 and this prestidigitation during the <laughs> presentation um but that's basically what cherish did for her whole half year was just books 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 notes and all kinds of things like that. And that was of a a strong amount of help to the old mage, because it is within that first half year that she establishes what can destroy the Skane Witch is a magical item of terrible power. That item, of course, being the deck of many things. It is assumed the Skane Witch is a creature of fate and logic and the mathematical precision with which the universe ticks. All research seems to indicate that. The deck of many things is not any of that. It is chaos in a small pouch that you can wear at your waist. It is the madness that lurks within the shuffle of a few cards and the draw of one. Please tell me it comes, like, the, the pouch that it's coming in is some sort of fanny pack? Um, no, it's like a, a leather pouch with a little clasp over the top. Oh, but okay. Let's hope for a fanny pack scenario. The location of a deck of many things is a, a trial in and of itself. And within the first half year, the old mage determines that there are two locations which could possibly hold an item like that, that 
date back all the way to be the beginnings of the Tempest Rest Valley, even perhaps before the settling of the valley when magic went mad. Mm -hmm. Those two locations are an ancient castle-slash-ruin called the Dockmore, and a abandoned dwarven citadel far to the north that is rumored to have been abandoned for very good reasons after the dwarves there may or may not have broken into a large swath of the underdark uh -oh. <laughs> yeah so yeah. It is... Let's go to that one. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> Let's go to the one we haven't discussed yet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's improv. <laughs> so it, it is determined that between the two teams of Threadless that you could split up to cover more ground properly in hopes of finding the deck of many things. The team of Valor, Judah, Talila, and Camion head north to the abandoned Dwarven Fortress. The four of you are sent south, into the moors just beyond the Eastwood. And it is there that you found the Dockmoor, and adventure ensued. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about that adventure real quick. Um, so, Cherish did some research on the Dockmoor uh, at the uh, tower, um, like finding out the history of the place and like all the information about I mean not obviously not like a a architectural layout of the castle. Oh these like, blueprints. These, I found these <laughs> blueprints in the old in the tower. Mm -hmm. Um but more like, you know, the it used to be like a really grand place and the the vaults beneath the uh the castle itself are rumored to have at least at some point had like incredible treasures but the the actual like underground part itself was built like in a labyrinthine manner to keep all of that treasure safe um and it's like there are rumors that there are ghosts there it's not a hundred percent clear um but it's it might be called haunted for a good reason that's not actual ghosts if that makes sense there's something bad <laughs> like a scooby-doo scenario there are worse things than ghosts that <laughs> yeah. haunt the dock more yeah um so yeah that's kind of what what cherish uh provides for the initial uh journey like oh it's a castle what we're probably looking for is underneath the castle. So yes, let, let us bring up our old friend the map yet again for our yes. viewers. If you can see Stormhaven there in the center of the valley, the travels of the four party members brought them south down along the main road past Fort Verge, which you actually do eventually learn that is where Valor is from. It is a large oh. central trading fort. But farther south still, down along the road towards Srothheim, you eventually cut to the east along those long, mistrouded moors. And in the center there, you would eventually find the Dockmoor. Mm -hmm. And all told, that would be roughly a two-week, two-and-a-half-week journey. Because <laughs> once you get off the main road, it starts getting a bit of a harder trek. Yeah. 
the mountains can be treacherous. <laughs> so yes, what else occurred at the Dockmore? Um, using uh, well, Grawl, knowing that he like what we're looking for is some sort of like magical mystic thingamathing, um, decided to use uh, Eldritch Sight to kind of like navigate the like the underbelly of um the castle to see if he could like pinpoint a, a location and he was able to um kind of like a like a compass to steer them in the right direction not necessarily like turn left at the t you know <laughs> uh but gave us like a general direction of where we're supposed to be heading mm -hmm. um, so we didn't like make our way away from like the deck and um, we didn't die of starvation lost in a, a labyrinth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very important. Um, and then we wasn't there um like a room where we got attacked by a bunch of skeletons? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Yes. And then we uh took those guys out uh pretty quickly. Um I was able to handle that um pretty well because i'm awesome um and, <laughs> and nobody else helped nobody i'm nope. like don't worry guys i got this um, we all held up point like signs with <laughs> right scores yeah. on them for each, for each skeleton i dispatched you um you voted as to how uh flashy cool it was, it was. Ooh, yeah, and that's cool a five from the hobgoblin judge <laughs> a hard yeah. Credit. <laughs> yeah definitely it never went above a six it, yeah. it it you looks like better. Cherish is just putting up tens every time. It's kind of losing its meaning at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sid. <laughs> um, yes, and I and uh, we talked about like maybe um, sort of like obstacles and stuff. Um, I I don't know if if that was. Oh yeah, uh, there were definitely traps. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we so... needed help navigating or. Navigating, dis uh, disarming, you know. Sid's uh, roguish expertise too. definitely came in handy while navigating the trapped corridors and deadly hallways beneath the Dockmore. I am gonna, said. I am gonna throw in there though. There, at least one was definitely set up by set off by tears of being like, "Yeah, I got this, guys," and grabbing a door and just like hit. <laughs> The most efficient way is, of course, constitution-based trap finding. That's true. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's Tears' tagline. Um, yeah, so yeah, got through... eventually you wound your way to the bottom of the Dockmore, and it is there that you were confronted by an ancient undead sphinx at one of the last remaining vaults beneath the castle because you had found this place mostly plundered yeah but in this last little location you were able to how did you combat the sphinx i believe it presented you with a riddle but fighting it was definitely an option well sid and grawl definitely wanted to fight it yeah, I yeah. Tears has Absolutely. negative one intelligence, man. So Cher Cherish probably asked what the riddle was, and like as she was asking, Tears like ran past her, like ah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I guess. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> and like during the fight, you're you're still trying to figure out like what was the answer to that? Like how did I, I maybe? I don't even it. think I heard the riddle. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. the answer oh. was an egg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. No, no, actually, the answer was man. We all know the Sphinx is right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right. So, 
plundering the last sealed vault of the Dockmore, you indeed did find the Deck of Many Things, the last dire warning of the Old Mage ringing in your ears. Do not, under any circumstances, pull a card from this deck. What about, like, taking the whole deck and throwing it up into the air? 52-card pickup! Yeah. I'm not Cherish saying that happened. Like... I'm just curious. Would everything happen at once? That's Cherish nice. insists on being the one to... <laughs> Cherish insists on being the one to carry the deck. Oh, okay. No. Damn it. Grawl already has his own deck of cards. He doesn't need another one. He's fine. We're not playing 52 pickup with the cards, with the deck of many things. We're not touching it. We're not looking at it. I'm going to put it in my pouch, and everything's going to be fine. Can't even imagine... Um, I have 156 gold pieces. How many would I have to pay you to draw a card from the deck of many things? Um, more than that, oh. definitely. Because yeah. I have more than you, actually. So Probably. So, on top of the deck of many things, you would also discover a small hoard of treasure beneath oh. the Dockmore. Within, each of you acquired a magic item. On top of your fifth level that you acquired, so way to go. Good job, everybody. Yeah. Yay. Woo. We're all ripped now, all of us. We're yes. so shredded. Eight packs. Yeah. Um <laughs> not not our rip rippedness, although I mean clearly. Yeah, I, yeah, Tears is the most ripped out of all of you. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Wear the most armor, of course you'd be I the have, most ripped. I have a negative one strength, so I'm not ripped. <laughs> uh but no. how old are all of us at this point? I'm 17. Uh, 17? It's been five years, and I was 12 at the beginning. Okay. But you were 16. You were 15 last time. Well, 15 going on 16. Yeah, I was 12 when we began, and it's been five years. So I'm 17. So how how about this? Did I do my math wrong? How about Tears' birthday is the last day of... The Maker Festival. <laughs> yes! I no, love that's, it. Happy that's, birthday that's, to me. That, no, that's bad. It's like having a birthday near Christmas. Everyone's going to forget your birthday. Yeah. Which that's... is why we've never celebrated it, because we keep forgetting. Zara Sheer don't really celebrate birthdays, except an acknowledgement of birth, so. There's like, great job. It's not like a party. Yeah. <laughs> you made it another year. Good mm. luck next year. Yeah, I mean, dog, you're 16. I... I mean, that's not how math works, but it's, all right. I mean, okay, so I was 13, the first one. So then the first test, 14. Second test, 15. Third test, the one we just had, 16. And now this one, 17. And I'm a year older than you. Math is hard. Math, son. <laughs> But there's been five. Oh, there's yeah. been five sessions. But I was twelve. Yes. In the... Math is hard. It's hard. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go get that college degree. Yeah, but just don't yep. get into the theater. Earn, yeah. earn that. Co- I don't have a degree, so even one in theater works. I have one in theater and one in not in theater. So you had me going for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Same boat. So, uh, so uh, Olivia, you are... I'm 16. You're 16. Um, Cass is 17. 17. Uh, I would be 19 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, Grawl, how old are you? I'm 27. 27. Okay. Yep. It's the old nice. boy. 
It's never going to stop being funny. Y'all hang out with me. I don't hang out with you. <laughs> I mean, I make that a point. Me. Yep. It's, uh, you know, it's like you go. Basically what it is, it's the older person that uh, just decided to go to community college. He was doing something else. And now he's in with all of the people that just got out of high school. Right. And you're, now he buys you're literally Chevy Chase's character in community. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. 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 Chevy Chase. Yep. Falling over, <laughs> tripping on things, getting your foot stuck in things. I really just want to see party. art as of Chevy Chase as a hobgoblin. Ooh, it's kind of the mm. all right. Cast, make it happen. Yeah, I'm not... <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know if I want to make that comment. <laughs> all right, so yeah, on top well, of the Chevy deck Chase of many things, so that he looks like a hobgoblin anyway. Um... Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a joke. On top of the deck of many things, each of you acquired a magic item. Would you like to detail what that magic item was that you acquired? Yes, I got the um, glamoured studded armor, um, which is fantastic. Um, it is a plus one armor. Um, so now my AC is uh, 17, which is great. Um, and as a command word, with a command word, I get to transform it and make it make my output look like anything I want, um, which is fantastic. But I still get to keep the armor bonus. Nice. Yeah. It is, in fact, glam as hell. Yes. Yeah. That is my item. Uh, do you dress yourself up as any particular in in any particular way already? However, I want. Um, I, the w way I was dressing before is um is how I drew it and how Cass drew it. Um, so kind of rags before. Um, now now I can pretty much dress however I want. So billowy shirts forever oh yeah do you still maybe have to bathe to keep it clean or will you smell through the illusion he would um, smell through the illusion okay asking yeah. re read asking the important <laughs> question you gotta think about that girl wants to know i think i think um as i became an employee of the um or hired i think i have access to bathing now thank you very much anyway, like who's up <laughs> Um, Cherish has a necklace of fireballs. Uh, oh, Mike, did you roll up how many beats I have? I will do that right now. It's 1d6 plus 3. I know. You have 7 beats. Ooh. And basically, all the beats act as many, well, they're not many because they do the same amount of damage as fireball, but... Um, I can throw the beads uh, up to 60 feet, and then they explode into the fireball spell. It's great. But up once... to 60 feet? Well, yeah. the normal range on fireball is much, much higher than that. It's much mm -hmm. higher. Yeah. Cherish has a good arm. Damn. The, uh, the drawback to that item is, of course, that once the beads are gone, they are gone. Yes. Mm -hmm. I can I... also choose to throw them all at once, and I don't exactly remember how bad that is, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, look up how much damage a 7th level fireball would do. Oh, boy. Oh. Hella. That's a lot. Uh, comfortable. Oh, boy. Oh, math again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. this game is. That's true, yeah. Cherish does all our math for That's... us. That's 10d6 plus... That's just 10d6 fire damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Not bad. No. That'd be pretty good. All right. Yeah. What else did we get? The the opposite of throwing things and they're gone forever. Uh, Tirza finds a fucking badass gauntlet um, that she wears on her non-dominant hand and discovers that she can use said gauntlet to summon Meretziger back to her hand. So after I throw a weapon, I can use a bonus action to summon it back to my hand on the next round. Awesome. Cool. Really cool. Dang. So yes, yeah. <laughs> the gauntlet of returning, again, just a single gauntlet that you have, uh, allows you to return any weapon thrown last round, so long as it's within 60 feet of you, back to your hand as a bonus action. So um, keep in mind the previous round thing. It means you cannot throw a weapon and then immediately summon it back yep. to your hand. Yep. No. Cool. Uh, uh, never mind. I was just about to reference a thing that I never mind. It's okay. <laughs> Non-references aside, uh, <laughs> Grawl's thing isn't quite as glamorous or uh, attack worthy or anything like that. Um, I picked up the Pearl of Power, uh, so I can just one of my spell slots back uh once a day um as long as the spell slot is like fourth uh yeah third level yeah, or lower level. third level or lower oh. yeah um once a day which how many spell slots do you have uh two i think still oh warlock yeah uh, yeah <laughs> one day i'll be hanging out with the cool kids yeah yeah fifth level <laughs> Yeah, no. I know six spells, but I... Oh, my God. Eleventh <laughs> level is when I get three. Mm -hmm. oh. <clears throat> I thought... I thought paladins were... All right. No, well, no. Okay, that's the reason so, why I hang out with you guys. Reed, though you do know the big difference between warlocks and every other spellcaster, though, correct? Yes, I can use stuff at the maximum of the spell level. There's that, but right? there's also... As opposed to every other spellcaster, warlocks get all of their spell slots back during a short rest. That's true. Mm -hmm. We need to take our adventures much more slowly, okay? Take more um, breaks. Slow, steady, wins the race, um, Just an old turtle once told me. Orange slice and Gatorade breaks. <laughs> yep, all the time. Dude, Capri mm -hmm. Sun for days. Yeah. Well, so your adventures at the dock more complete. You also find yourself in the possession of a, 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 a pretty good chunk of change coming away from that vault. Each of you now have 725 gold to your name. Oh. Yeah. That's, is that added on to what we have? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Then fuck you, I can buy a spyglass. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. That take up that would get all my money. If you want to spend a uh, thousand gold on a spyglass, you are welcome to. <laughs> and that was seven hundred and twenty what? Seven hundred and twenty-five. Seven hundred and twenty-five. Gonna do a little bit of math here. The GM will remember that Cass said "fuck you." <laughs> also, I forgot that we were have that having that discussion pre-recording. So, just out of nowhere, everyone hearing me say "fuck you," I can buy a spyglass. <laughs> Just completely out of. Cass wants a spyglass. I want a spyglass. <laughs> so, your journeys back to Stormhaven are a little bit more circuitous. There is a long, winding river that leads up through the Eastwood that you ride a, a fair way because you figured it would be quicker to ride the river up 
then trying to trek across those wasted moors yet again to the road. Yeah. So, you find yourselves coming back to Stormhaven with a couple months to spare before the Maker Festival begins. That time is spent in preparation, however your characters would see fit, probably doing much the same as you were before. Grawl, spending time exploring chunks of the Underhaven, now discovered that this is a place where perhaps people like you are a bit less um, screamed at. Yeah, yeah, um, and they have good, good, good deals on on breastplates and stuff like that for mm. hobgoblins. You know, it seems just they're just lying around. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, cherish. Yes, the old mage would ask that you hold on to the deck of many things. Yes, you are implicitly trusted by Zenerva as the one to carry this item into the trial. Again, her warnings repeatedly are, you shouldn't have to draw any cards off of this thing. It's the mere presence of this item should destroy the Skane Witch if it is within a very short proximity of her. So if you get the deck of many things to within... She's not sure, but uh, a pretty close proximity of the Skane Witch. It should destroy her entirely. Okay. It's like two negative and positive ions, like, just annihilating each other. I probably fucked that science up. Anyway. (laughs) We find you now meeting once again in the Wandering Rose at the beginning of the Maker Festival. It is that time yet again. Word has begun to get around that some of you at least congregate here, and it is now getting to the point where the owner of this establishment, this robust Goliath woman who's like a half-giant, she is has a long, rumbling giant name that none of you can really pronounce, and she says that you can just call her Poe. How does Grawl feel about about Poe? She doesn't seem to care about you either way. I don't know how Grawl feels about half giants. Grawl's fine with half giants as long as they don't they don't throw trees at me. <laughs> but come the time of the Maker Festival, she has essentially set aside her entire inn just for the Threadless. So the four of you have rooms to yourselves, as well as the other four who are coming back empty-handed from their quest, having spent maybe a little more time in the Underdark than they were hoping to. Though, oh no. Talila seems like she's in a great mood. She had the time <laughs> of her life. And she owes it all to us. And um, she makes yeah. passing references about uh, homecomings that everyone finds uh, rather disturbing. Is she from the Underdark? The that seems to be the implication, yes. Oh. Spookums. Hmm. That's good to know. <laughs> so yes. Uh, un- unrelated, but Tirza has definitely like done ha ah, not not bartending, because Tirza wouldn't do that, but like manual labor and stuff for Poe. They're like not friends, but Tirza's uh-huh. T- Tirza is known for like helping out and doing doing stuff, so anything Poe needs, 
I'm your gal. She respects your help and appreciates what hands can be given around her establishment. The Wandering Rose is apparently her pride and joy. She inherited it from her father, who inherited it from his father, who inherited it from his mother, who inherited it from her mother, going back all the way to the founding of Stormhaven. This was one of the first places built outside the walls of Old Haven. So, as the eight of you, as well as any of your surrogates, gather here, I'm guessing Netta, Kalkan, are probably both here. Omatep might step in from time to time. And we've oh. lost Lisman. And oh, Lisman's back. Here he comes. Hello, everyone. So, yes. Any other NPCs you would like in attendance at the Wandering Rose? Mm. No, I can think of. Should Omatep I mean, be here? That other, that other girl who ran away should also be here, but I don't know if we know where she is. Nope. No one said they devoted any time to in their time trying to find her, so no. And the B team oh, didn't do it? It turns out, yeah. if asked about it, Valor and Judah actually tried. They attempted to find her, and they followed a trail of rumors leading into the Underhaven, and then the trail went cold. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's sad. So, Who knows? Maybe she's happier. We're dead. Valor, Talila, Judah, and Camion are coming into the Wandering Rose now. They are coming in pretty much the day before the Maker Festival begins, just as things are beginning to ramp up. Their quest having been a much longer and more exhausting one. Wandering through dark tunnels, fighting horrible, pale monsters beneath the mountains. Did, was there no way that Zenerva could have communicated that? Like, because we com completed our quest earlier than theirs, is that correct? Yes, 100%. So there, there was no way for Zenerva to communicate with them? It doesn't seem like it. Hmm. You're kind of figuring out that over the course of all of these years interacting with her, she is nearly omnipotent within the city of Stormhaven, but okay. outside of that, she doesn't necessarily have the same amount of power. Gotcha. You're not quite sure why. And even this... even mm. in the tower? The tower, she is also pretty much okay. omnipotent as well. But outside those two locations, you've never seen her outside either of those two locations, I'll say that much. Mm. Well, actually, that's not entirely true. Cherish has, though that was a weird... It was a weird situation. Yeah. So, you... Eight Threadless find yourselves in the Wandering Rose on the first day of the Maker Festival, enjoying some drinks. The mood <clears throat> is slightly anxious, as you know what is coming at the fifth day of this festival, but there's nothing you can really do but wait. Yeah. Um, I have a very important question. Is there service? Can we get service? Can we get service over here, please? Don't be rude. I'm just I've I've been sitting here for a while and I'm I'm I don't want to be rude but I also am very hungry. I could go for some food and something to drink. Is there anyone around? The dwarven bartender is a dwarf named Angus the Ill-Tempered. Angus the Ill-Tempered. 
<laughs> Sounds like they Idiot. know how to handle a customer. <laughs> Poe did not hire them for their customer service. Mm-hmm. She hired him for her his handling of customers out the door. Uh, okay, gotcha. A bartender that can hold their own is a valuable thing. And Angus does it with aplomb. Now, oh, okay, so if we've been here before, we know do, that we need to order at the bar or not, is that correct? Angus will eventually bustle over, and okay. whatever drinks you ordered are delivered. Great. Yeah. Uh, Shirley Temple? I was just going <laughs> to say, <laughs> what's the like Temple? in Stormhaven? <laughs> there isn't really. Uh, Great. It's if you can see over the bar. I mean, no, because oh, halflings and gnomes are a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they yeah. don't get service. It's crazy. Oh. They're racist. <laughs> so, mean. yes, the bar is essentially empty, but for you eight, Netta and Kalkan are over at a table by themselves. They seem to be commiserating over stories of their own. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say over raising <laughs> Cherish and I. <laughs> <laughs> You're not dead yet. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but the eight threadless are gathering over at a pair of tables near the fire as you're giving your drinks. Okay. Um, I I buy a round for each of them as well. Assuming they want one. Okay. Yeah. Valor settles yeah. down and says, Well, I'm glad your quest was more successful than ours, for sure. You You have it then? Yes. Well, that's that's good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. I'm just not sure it's necessary, and I know that Zenerva is doing the best that she can, but I I don't think that we know enough about what's going on to really make such a huge judgment. I did a lot of research the first half of this year, and I just sort of want to tell you what I think is going on. Okay. What okay. do you got? Is Cass, just I let me know when you want me to bring up the chart. Okay. Um, <laughs> Cherish from I don't know where, but pulls out a rather sizable piece of vellum. Uh, and tacks it on the wall, also somehow. Uh, and on it is this chart for our YouTube, I have created. For our YouTube uh, viewers, they will show off this chart here. Um, for those who are listening to a podcast, I'm sure it'll be on the website. I don't know. Yeah. But um, very roughly, it is a cosmology chart. Yes. It shows the a very rough layout of... At least the local multiverse. Yes. Um, and Cherish put that together while she was at the old tower, at the tower, uh, doing research about what, like I said in the beginning, about anything that she could find referencing things like the Gray Path, uh, Threadless being outside the Weave, references to Silver Bright, to like Silver Threads, uh, the In Between, and stuff like that. And basically. She says, okay, so she points to the material plane. This is where we are. Um, this is where everything exists. 
um, and possibly just the valley. There might not be anything outside the valley. Who knows? Um, there is. But... Oh, there isn't. Okay. Um, I mean, we can see through the storm, right? Like, we can see that there's a landscape out there. No. Uh, no. no. Uh, I cast I, I there's nothing out there. I haven't been to the edge of the valley, so I wouldn't know. Cherish cast prestidigitation uh, to make an illusory, uh, like, pointer stick. Uh, and then she, like, whaps at the paper and using prestidigitation makes a clicking sound and says, please stop interrupting. Um, um, should we be taking notes? Save questions until should, the end. Should we be taking notes? If you can't remember, then yes. Judah okay, is already taking notes. I've already forgotten. What are we talking about? Okay. So, outside of the material plane, we have the Shadowfell and the Feywild, and the Ethereal plane circling those. Not really the most important part, though. These, and she taps at the air, water, uh, fire, and earth planes, uh, little, uh, little semicircles, these are the elemental planes, um, and you can see that they reference that they are related to quite closely the tests that we have experienced in the past couple of years. Air, for when we were in that horrible storm. Uh, fire, for the giant fire we were in. Water, for the last test where, um, you know, everything was drowning. Mm -hmm. And my theory is that the next test be, will involve Earth. And I think actually the Skane Witch said as much, or the Old Mage did. That was Maz, actually. Oh. <laughs> My Forge Bound item told me that. <laughs> <laughs> and outside of all of this, encompassing all of it, is the Astral Plane, and she taps the outer, big outer circle. The astral plane is a realm of thought and dreams, and those who project themselves, travel there by projecting themselves into the astral plane, all have silver threads attached to them. Sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. People who physically travel to the astral plane via the plane ship spell or through a portal do not have silver threads. Now, the astral plane has lots of different portals. They're pools of color that go to other planes of existence, including the material plane. Now, my other, our other threadless friends, I don't like the face you're making, Mike. It's making me so nervous. I feel like I'm giving a presentation in front of a class. Um, you but kind I wanna, of are. I, I kind of am. Um, you know, Camion, Talila, Judah, Valor, what exactly happened to you guys the first year when all this started? Because we were just walking around the city and everything suddenly stopped and went all blue-gray. And Camion and Judah will look at each other and nod, and Judah will say, We were in that strange blue city with those weird, pale, horrible, crawly monster things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And Camion, who's clearly turned to spring with a dash of summer, just at the thought of fighting those things, goes, yeah, that was a good time. And Judah shakes his head and says, no, it really wasn't. And Talila says, they had wonderful bones. 
Their bones were on the outside. I guess they were, yeah. Yeah. Really gross. gross. And yeah. Valor says, um, yes, Talila and I met while we were trying to make our way through the streets. There was another with us, Joseph. He he did not make it past the the, the first trial. Sorry. And Talila says, I didn't even get his bones. Um, during yeah. this whole thing, Grawl is eating like like several chicken legs and tossing them towards Talila. And she's catching each one and putting them into her backpack. Yep. Yep. I'm just helping a friend out. Love it. I write a note on a piece of paper um, and I fold it into a paper airplane and I throw it at Tirza. Uh, I catch catch it and open it. What does it say? It's actually just a picture of a butt. It's <laughs> 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 a really nice butt, too. Like It's, it's a very well-drawn butt. Actually, it's, give it's, me a it's... performance check. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Roll for butts. Alright. Yes! Um, that would be uh, 20. Michelangelo Tirza? would be jealous of this butt. Tirza yeah. goes bright, bright, bright red and quickly folds it up and like puts it on the table. That was adorable. And I, I look to see if you if you respond. I, I don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the four other threadless are explaining that yes, basically the same thing happened to them. The strange thing is that all of them ended up in that same courtyard that you did and were confronted by the Skein Witch, but you don't remember seeing anyone yeah. else in the courtyard besides the four of you. So it seems yeah. like the story that's being put together is that there were multiple instances of that courtyard within the city at the time. Mm -hmm. I even wonder if there's more groups than just our two, you know? Well, well there's... Well, there's there's that girl who we can't seem to, you know, keep track of and mm -hmm. and her group. And, and she was from a group. group. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know that across from the fountain, across the fountain from you in the first test, the only thing that appeared was one of the doppelgangers. Mm-hmm. So it seemed to imply that there had maybe been four groups and two of which have been decimated at this point. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Camion, you don't really have to get into it, but would you know if you walked into a portal leading to the astral plane? I'm kind of trying to, because I know his thing or their whole thing is like a secret, so I'm trying to walk around that, but being like, you know. Right, and you do this thing. Th they're picking up on that as well, and Camion, who will fade into a contemplative, their skin will be this fine hickory color. Their hair becomes this vibrant green. They seem to be turning to spring, and they will say, "I would know a portal regardless of where it led." Okay. If it was to the astral plane, I'm sure I would figure it out should I walk through it. Fair enough.
uh, the other year I spent with getting taught by the old mage and there are some things that I learned about the Tempest Rest Valley um, that it's not entirely and Camion clearly... will lean in and say cherish and suddenly their scale is this pearlescent white well Camion clearly all of us are aware that an incursion by an outer power is possible. That's not news. And Valor will look between his companion and you, Cherish, and say, What is this about? Camion... Uh, yeah. What is yes, this? Yes, it's, it's very concerning that you two are having a conversation that we seem to know nothing about. How big is this table, by the way? Is this like... <laughs> I mean, you're you're basically splitting two tables, and Cherish has taken up the wall just next to both of the tables, and we've created we've this. Shove them together, together, love Ebom style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what what's what? Why are you saying all this? What is, what what is your point? My point is. I have a theory. My theory is that whatever's keeping the Tempest Rest Valley safe is putting us in a weird, plainer uh, crossroads of sorts. And it seems that we're being accessed by the astral plane and maybe others. And we seem to be having these tests uh, that are located in this plane, but also in the elemental planes. I mean, I just think that it's worth asking the Skein Witch. And from what I could find on, on her, it's more like she's just observing than anything else. I'm not sure that she's the one doing this. And Valor will lean in and says, She's the one who initiated these tests. Are you... How do you know? And Judah says, Because she said so. On the first year, she said you could be the ones to help, but you will be tested. What else could that have meant? It doesn't necessarily mean that she was testing us. She was just saying that we would be tested. Sid has a good point. I'm still not looking at Sid. <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not saying that I have all of the actual exact answers, but this is what I was researching and this is the information I have and this is the conclusion I came to. And I just and Camion will I say I don't think we what are you proposing? I'm proposing that we don't just immediately murder her the minute we see her after the next test. That's literally all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Judah nods, Valor nods, Talila doesn't seem to be paying any attention. Yeah, it's a par for the course. <laughs> Camion will get just keep giving you this intense, wintry, literally, stare. And saying... 
If the old mage believes that killing the Skane Witch will keep the valley safe, then that's what needs to be done. Camion, what if this thing that the Skane Witch needs help with is so much bigger than what's happening now, and so much worse? If we kill her, we won't know what to do. You're saying yeah. you would trust something from outside than the old mage who has kept us safe for so long. I'm not saying that I want to trust her implicitly. I just want to get more information. We don't know all the facts. And I don't feel comfortable making such a large decision with so few, with such little information. Judah nods, and the huge minotaur, its bull head and horns, even sitting down, threaten to catch themselves in chandeliers, will say, It is wrong to judge another sentient being based solely on their origin or their appearance, Camion. Adventuring with me should have perhaps taught you that. And Camion will lean back and fold their arms and sort of look away, their skin shifting from winter to autumn. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna uh, agree with you, Cherish. Um, there's no reason why we should necessarily just believe something just because we were told that it was true. Um, maybe there's something deeper, uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <sighs> Girl just wants to fight something. <laughs> he doesn't care what it is. Like, honestly, I was fine with doing the last test. Like, I, it, whatever. It hasn't been that bad. Well, <laughs> it hasn't been, I mean, that, that bad for us. I really wish that we had all been able to work together from the beginning of this. Yeah. And that... I'm really worried about that other girl. I just... I don't think that she's taking all of this very well. And I feel like... I feel like if we see her, we need to just, like, get her in a big bear hug immediately. Mostly just to keep her from running away. From running, yes. Maybe a minotaur hug? And Judah lets out a... <laughs> yes, I, I think that will be in order. <laughs> Gotta catch her first. And if, uh -huh. we, don't, if we don't all wake and... up in the same place, we have to come up with a plan. I like agree, that's a good idea, yes. Well, we didn't... We didn't see each other at all in the first test. How do we know we're going to exactly. be anywhere near, like... But we were together, remember? Last Grawl, time. Grawl and I, and Grawl and I ended up finding you two. We just couldn't find you at first. Yeah, what, but what I'm saying is the other four were not present, at least immediately yeah. around us. And Valor will sort of look away and remain pointedly silent when you bring up the first test. And mm. Talila will say, We found each other eventually, though... Hmm. It was a bit of a process. 
Turns out hell is pretty big. Yeah. You were all in hell as well. Oh and yeah, we've always been in the same places for the Talila will look over yeah. at Valor and Valor will slowly nod his head and Camion will say Judah and I were somewhere on the storm wall. I I'm, I'm not quite sure where. Grawl and I were on the storm wall too. Sid and I were in hell. Yeah. And Valor will look <clears throat> up at you, Cherish, with just these bright red eyes of his and say, Do you know where? I'm pretty sure it was Kania. Hmm. And he'll look away. Cherish does too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Can I use Firebolt as like a flare? I was Are you actually asking us? I'm asking to... Mike. This yeah. is my this is my cast voice and also my face. I mean, I have a a spell that can cause a giant thunderous boom that can be heard for 300 feet. So and yeah. in your head, Tirza, you hear Talila's voice saying I can also do this. <laughs> uh, uh, just like not not a uh, comedy style like jump and freeze. It's just like a slow chill going up Tears's back, and she just slowly goes ramrod straight. And Talila, whose face never looked at you. Her big, wide eyes will slowly move over to you, and just a big smile will creep across her face. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna marry that gnome. <sighs> her bleach-white skin kind of, like, cracking around her cheeks where her little, tiny little, uh... Little dimples? Little dimples. dimples. That's the word. Aww. Um... Well, I was gonna say something, but now I think Tears is frightened, so. And Valor will speak up and say, Actually, Talila has this ability. She can um, project words into people's minds. It should be very useful trying to find one another. Oh, good. Can we communicate back with, with her? And Talila's, like, big silvery eyes will pan over away from Tirza to Sid and say yes great cool okay and then she'll pointedly look back at Tirza as she says yes <laughs> oh thank god uh, <laughs> uh, and Tirza will um in her mind say so you can hear this and she'll nod <clears throat> um, well, we know that that works now, so, uh, that seems like a good strategy. Mm. Um, let's never do that again until we're in the test. <laughs> yes, Talila okay. can use the message spell, though, psychically, so it's a little bit more disturbing, because of course it yeah. is. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, Mike, you and I didn't talk about if the the auger message was telepathic or verbal, but it is telepathic. Okay, so I just had that happen to me, and it was totally fine. And now, Talila's just creepy as fuck. The difference is that sending can be done to anyone anywhere within a plane of existence. Message mm. has to be really, really close. Mm. So, assuming you are ne- relatively nearby, Talila will be able to coordinate everyone. Okay. Okay. Um, and I. I can I use Firebolt as a flare? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yes. So the long and short of it is that I think somehow we are being physically transported to the astral plane, um, but also different elemental planes at the same time. Um, and that's my theory, and we need to figure out what's going on. And so how are we going to do that while taking How do? Yeah, how do we do that? Well... I'm not sure how we're going to do that until we finish the test, unfortunately, because it seems we can only communicate with the skein witch after those are finished. Do you think she'll really help us? She hasn't been very forthcoming. That's true. But maybe because this but is like the I last said, test. From what I've and this is the last test, and from what I've and from what I've been able to gather, it seems that that she's more of an observer than anything else, so I'm not 100% sure if she can. There's really not a whole lot of information. Hmm. And Judah will look over at Grawl and say, you've been markedly silent through all of this, friend. This test affects you as well as the rest of us. Grawl's not, like, particularly worried about the test because, I don't know, he's just doing what needs to be done, whether that's passing the test and getting through it or confronting the Skane Witch and fighting her or, or, or what have you because it's what needs to be done. Either way stuff's gonna get done and he's gonna make sure it happens um does Grawl so... convey this to the group yeah I'm trying to figure out best way to <laughs> phrase that um I don't besides saying you gotta, uh, gotta do what you gotta do um yeah he doesn't say you that you know in his New York accent the yeah, Grawl has yeah, yeah he's it's weird um hmm just as a, for my own personal edification, if you had to pick an accent for the Hopgoblins, what would it be? An accent? If you had mm-hmm. to pick one. Oh, God. Or is it just gruff know. talking? Well, I haven't thought about an accent. Well, because... Like... You don't need to talk in an accent, because you're a horrible outcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a, a rough cockney? <laughs> <laughs> We're all hobgoblins here. Hold on, man. No, no, no. I, 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 I'd like to think they have some sort of like, like the military leaders are more, like, aristocratic, and so they sound a lot more, uh, like. 
it's or, Lord of the Rings. It's Middle Earth. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's Middle Earth. Um, so like the the ones who are are important sound better. The ones who suck <laughs> sound like idiots. Um, <laughs> they don't know their words too good. <laughs> um, yeah, so, which is why Grawl wanted to learn to read so much. Um, anyways, uh, Grawl kind of does the whole scale thing with his hands uh, <laughs> weighing the two sides and he shrugs and he does like he doesn't care he just wants to fight and be better and Judah shrugs as well and says that's one way to go about it and Camion nods and says I can respect that and Valor, Valor looks at you and just shakes his head and says you're just going to let this roll over you? This could mean the fate of the whole valley. And you're just going to shrug and say, whatever? He puts down his chicken leg. Because he was still eating while he shrugged. And Talila goes, aww. <laughs> yeah. Um, Grawl will look at him and just say... And Valor's um, kind of, like, puffed up a little bit. He's maybe compensating for some emotional distress that talking about the first trial put him under. Yeah, uh, Grawl just is gonna sit up instead of his, like, hunched, like, over his, his plate eating kind of thing. He's gonna sit up straight and just say, uh, what happens is what happens. Everything's gonna be fine, and those who don't make it out didn't deserve to make it out. And Valor will push back suddenly from the table, knocking his chair over and storm away. And Val Judah will hold up a hand and say, let him go. Did you, did you have any questions? And Valor storms upstairs. Go ask him later. Anybody else have any questions? Or are we just going to keep being mean to each other for no reason? I go back to eating my chicken. And Talila says, ah. <laughs> I toss her another bone. She grabs it and squirrels it away into her backpack. How many and chicken legs do you have? There's at least seven. Okay. <laughs> they're, not, they're not big. Okay. Yeah. Camion, um... like, goes over your chart again, looking at some of the notations you've made and looking over your notes and seems to agree, though they have they're of the opinion that it is the Skane Witch doing all of this because it is the incursion of a power and that it is the old mage who is keeping whatever is happening away via her magic and mm -hmm. the Skane Witch has somehow found a loophole in that. That's his belief. Yeah. Their belief. And I I, depending on how far away, because I'm guessing he, or I'm guessing that they to get up and come and look at the chart, like stand next to me. Yeah. And yeah. as they're so doing so I... they've turned back to spring. Yeah, and I'm I'm imagining that we have a very heated, very like heated whisper conversation. Like I'm still trying to like convince them that like that if we just kill this game which something worse could happen, like I'm, and using actual terms that I'm supposed to be keeping secret. Like, we're right. definitely having a very pointed argument. Yeah, absolutely. I'll stage whispers. Yes. <laughs> so, that passes on to the night, and the rest of you not really sure what to do. All you know is that in the next 
four days, the Maker Festival will pass, and on the fifth day, fifth and final day of the festival, your fourth and final trial will occur. The Trial of Earth, presumably? Though, mm-hmm. with the deck of many things, perhaps you have an ace in the hole where the trial is concerned. Um, Mike, is there time for me to, like, talk to Valor? Yeah, absolutely. You have four days. Yeah, I just want to check in with him. And honestly, the the eight of you are probably holed up in the Rose and Thorn, or not the Rose and Thorn, but the the Wandering Rose for a chunk of that time, because when you go out into the streets, you are mobbed. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Grawl. Uh, mm. Do you... Uh, no, not, I'm not asking, like, still. <laughs> still. Oh. It's just constantly full of chicken. Um, it's the character trait. I think, I mean, Cherish, I think, offers to make you something to, like, hold the pearl in, like, a piece of tasteful jewelry just so you don't like lose it got it uh yeah some sort of uh like like a a strap or whatever it's going on it's going to go on the uh the pommel of my uh okay i was like uh, like a choker like yes a really nice choker like yeah (laughs) like some sort of leather strap with a like a claw that reaches around it yeah and that's going to get fastened to my sword. Okay. So, Sid, mm-hmm. maybe within the next day or so, you see Valor sitting alone downstairs in the Wandering Rose, nursing a mug of ale, sort of sitting by the fire, staring, his red eyes reflecting the firelight in strange ways. Mm-hmm. Um... I sit down. Again, I don't know if I've ever necessarily fully described Valor. He is built a lot like Sid, sort of this lithe, wiry muscle about him. He's got this Mm. charcoal gray-black skin with bright red eyes and very, very classic, just little pointy devil horns coming up over his brow. Mm. Like, of the tieflings you've seen, he definitely has some of the smallest horns. That's okay. That's how you use those horns. Um, and I'm going to sit down next to him. And as you do, you can see that his hand is sort of reflexively clenching and unclenching, and you can see a small kindled flame in between his fingers that is appearing and disappearing. But as you sit down and make a bit of sound, he looks up at you and will clench his fist and the flame will disappear. What you thinking about? And he says, hell. Like, specifically where we were? Perhaps. You were in Kenya, yes? That is a bit of yeah. an icy place. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's not where I was. Where were you? Somewhere else. Is something you can talk about? I'd rather not. Yeah, I get that. My first trial was pretty rough, too. Um, I think it was for all of us. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was definitely my least favorite one. I, I saw one. I would tend to agree. I saw um, people I lost. And Valor will nod and say, I did as well. Yeah. I, f I feel like every other trial, you know, fighting giants, you know, taking out fish cults. Um, that's easy. Like all of that. That's easy. That's nothing. That's just... <laughs> it's what heroes every... do. Honestly, I, like, my life has been pretty pretty tough up to this point. So when I'm fighting a giant... <laughs> the world becomes simple. It becomes, it becomes very direct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah. When the I, Just the thought of having to do another test like that first one... I don't I don't know. I don't know if I I don't know if I could do that again. Valor will just his eyes have never left the fire and he will say I know for a fact that I could not. If not for Talila, I would not have made it out of that first test. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have made it without Cherish. I never thanked her for that, but maybe I will someday. I don't know. <laughs> um, I yeah. have thanked Kalila, but I couldn't tell you if she knew what I was thanking her for. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. I don't know if anyone's ever thanked her before. If they have, it was for the sweet release of death. <laughs> You're like, you know, I didn't need that bone. Um, it's and fine, I don't need that one. Sort of lean back and smile a little bit and he'll finally look over at you. Um, yeah. If you ever need to talk, um, I always like to listen. So, let me know. Let's survive the next trial and then we'll see about talking. Yeah. Piece of cake. And I get up and I leave. The next couple of days, Valor seems like they're in a slightly better mood than they were before. Um, though still very intent on the trial ahead. Yeah. Anything else anyone would like to accomplish within the next few days before the trial? Before perhaps the last trial? <laughs> Where we all die. That's sort of the yeah. mood that's going around as you get closer and closer is that You've all had close calls in these trials, emotionally and physically. Mm -hmm. And the idea that they have been getting progressively more dangerous as you've gone on. Even if the first one was the most emotionally disturbing, the last one was the one where everyone got closest to death's door. Yeah. Yeah. And so the mood oh. is rather grim as the fifth and final day of the Maker Festival approaches. Yeah, Cherish is very, like, towing the line between being very nervous about just wanting, like, she's she has literally, like, planned and as much as she can and, like, given everybody as much information as she has. Well, 
more or less. Um, so like, there's nothing she can do, but she's like so anxious about this, about the next test, and but also like trying to be really positive and like just trying to keep the mood up, which I have no experience with personally. <laughs> <laughs> And Judah is doing a lot of the same, though in a bit more subtle ways. He will move about the place and ask if anyone needs anything constantly. He'll get people food and drink and make sure that they're not that they're getting sleep. Uh, I actually, I mean, you said we spent a lot of time holed up in the Wandering Rose, but I think Tirza actually probably leaves maybe the most out of everybody um and is if they all die i think she wants to have been out in stormhaven and been with as many people as possible and done as much as possible um to feel needed and to feel purposeful so i think she'll be actually be gone for long stretches of time um the only big thing that occurs i think is that on the fourth day of the maker festival netta will take you aside at some point she's been conspicuously absent her face isn't known in the city like yours is, so she can come and go a bit easier. She's been helping get supplies for the Wandering Rose. And on the fourth day, she will take you aside, though. And her attitude as she brings you to one side is disturbingly similar to how she was acting two years ago, just before she sort of spilled her guts. Uh, about why she was intercepting your mail. Mm -hmm. And she will just place a giant gauntleted hand on your shoulder and say, I just want you to know that it doesn't matter what happens. I am proud of you. Everything I've done, everything I've been, I've been trying to make you proud. I, we don't agree necessarily about serving others and being dutiful but you taught me what duty was and what honor was and what strength is and whatever happens thank you for that and she will take a knee and even then she's still just about as tall as Tirza and <laughs> will say and you taught me that my pain does not have to be the pain of anyone else. 
that it is something I must bear and not place on the shoulders of others. So thank you for that. A valuable lesson indeed. I wrap my arms around her. We're hugging now. And she, like, gives you the awkward back pat as, like, <laughs> she's not used to this sort of thing. Yay. Grawl? How much do health potions cost? You can, you can buy plenty of health potions. How many health potions do you want? How many party members? Eight total? Yes. Mm -hmm. How much would two cost each? A hundred gold. Great. Per uh, person. Oh, 100 gold per person. Okay. Yeah. Girl, I have. I bought four potions. Oh, okay. Can I have some of yours so I don't have to spend as much money? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, they are on reserve, so. Mm, okay. Um, well, girl's going to buy health potions for. So one apiece would be 50 gold? Yes. Okay. Uh,. A regular health potion costs 50 gold, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, um, I don't remember how much gold I had before the 725. Probably not a ton. No, I'm guessing, yeah, it's probably somewhere around 800, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, well, I don't have to buy anything for Cherish, so. Yeah. Yeah, all right, uh, I'm gonna spend 700 gold and buy as many people's health potions as possible. Aww. Um, I also have a greater healing potion, so I great. Might be okay, good. yeah, that per that's perfect. That'll leave me with twenty-five gold. <laughs> um, yeah. On the night before the fifth day, you have distributed the healing potions one apiece to everyone who needed them, and they are mm -hmm. taken with gratitude. Perhaps a little bit of confusion as you remain stoically silent for most of the <laughs> Maker Festival and then just um, near the last day just hand out healing potions to everybody. And I'm assuming you just shove them into our hands away. It's the whole like, like, like I hold it out to put, drop it in your hand and I just stand there and wait until you put your hand out. Mm -hmm. and put it in your hand and walk away. I mean, y'all can infer <laughs> what it's for. Yeah, so. yep. But as twilight comes on the fourth day of the Maker Festival, you see a brown-green moth flicker through the common room just in front of your eyes. You track it slowly as it flutters across the room, ignoring candle flames and the fireplace, and it moves back and away towards the swinging doors that lead into the kitchen. And on a quick flap as Angus the ill-tempered moves through. You see it whisk away into the kitchen. What do you do? I'm going to follow it. There's probably more chicken in there. Okay. <laughs> Heading into the kitchen, That's... you push through the swinging door and you find yourself in a black void. Oh, lovely. Your feet echo on what feel like stone-worked floors. You can feel the cobblestones slabs of stone beneath your feet even though you can't see it. You can feel the pressure of some kind of construct around you. It's like walking through a room in the dark and you know there's furniture there. You can almost 
feel it just beyond your fingertips and your skin, but you can't see it, you don't know for sure, until you run face first into it. So, it, I'm, I'm sure it's all like, you know, sh shin and knee height, so I'm bumping into things. And... You're not bumping into anything. <laughs> Almost? You okay, just, you just, just feel ow. that there should be stuff around you, but there isn't. Oh, it's okay. just black and void, with this unsettling feeling running past you. And ahead, you see that green-brown flapping moth disappear into blackness. I guess we'll go after the moth to a certain degree. Not, I'm not picking up my pace or anything. As it disappears, two pairs of huge bulbous green lights appear in the darkness just in front of you. Okay. They appear to be eyes, huge and swollen, deep set in this pit of a face that is only outlined by the glow of the eyes themselves appears to be a hooded, shrouded figure standing in the distance just beyond whatever light is being cast to illuminate you. Because as you look down, you can see yourself offset against the darkness, but nothing else. And then this figure, perhaps 30 feet in front of you, it's difficult to tell. Uh, we'll keep approaching. It always seems to be 30 feet away, even as you approach. Great. And upon that realization, uh, out comes the sword. But it's not, like, drawn in, like, for, like, confrontation. It's just out. Um, and as you draw it, there's this dry, rasping... <laughs> oh, that's so unsettling. And there's like this soft rustling sound all around you. It seems to fill the air like the subtle shimmy of a thousand moths just beyond what you can see. Or perhaps the rustle of pages within a book. Hmm. And a voice hmm. from the darkness will say, you have the right idea, Kral. When the time comes, you must strike. Uh, Kral looks down at his sword. And the voice then... will say, Yeah. Uh, looking back up at, uh, at the silhouette kind of thing? Is it more like backlit? It's weirdly frontlit. Again, the only light that illuminates this thing is its glowing green eyes. It seem to be way bigger than a person's eyes should be. Um, has, has Grawl deduced that, like, this is that, like, that's his sword, or, or like, upon receiving the sword, has Grawl figured anything out, or is this just like a, like a, he doesn't know what's really going on? You don't know what's really going on. You know the moths have been weird portents throughout this journey. 
and that they now have led you to this figure in darkness. That when you look back up away from the sword, the figure is gone, but you can feel that rustling moving around you. And a hand. And when I say hand, you feel three skeletally thin digits place themselves on your shoulder. And looking to the side, you can see this weird, scabrous brown flesh tipped with green claws and a voice behind you saying Grant me knowledge, Grawl and you will have power Uh Good <laughs> And when you say good you find yourself standing in the kitchen, glancing down at your sword. Is there chicken nearby? There is a very surly dwarf with a plate of chicken looking at you rather strangely. But you really don't pay any attention to him as you see these green, lightly glowing, very dimly glowing scratches appear on the blade of your sword. Are they like like lines or are they look to be some sort of like etchings? Like an etching as though a rune is attempting to draw itself, but it only manages to make two lines. Do I recognize this at all? It's just two little cuts on the base of the blade, right next to the hilt. Okay. Though you can see, even as you watch, the glowing doesn't fade. It's so light as to be almost unnoticeable, but as you stare at just the blade just above the hilt, the green glowing doesn't go away. Lovely. Well... This is awkward being in the kitchen. Um, and the I... dwarf, Angus the ill-tempered, will say, I'll say. <laughs> Customers are I... to stay in the outside place, and the employees are supposed to be in the inside place. You're not supposed to be back here. You are correct, and I turn around and leave. <laughs> <laughs> So, unless there is anything else anyone would like to accomplish before the fifth day of the Maker Festival, I think that is where Cherish. we'll take our break. Unless, Cherish writes yeah. a really heartfelt letter to Jet. Okay. Aww. Aww. Adorable. Somewhere in the drylands, Jet will look up at the stars and say, I hope she's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere out oh, no. there. <laughs> <sighs> so on that note I believe we will take our break <laughs> and when we return we shall get to the fourth trial of the Skein Witch it'll be fine dun dun <laughs> greetings my friends Omatep Duskwalker do you hear that? This, that doesn't sound normal does it? I, 
What? What is happening? I don't even. It's like a ringing sound, and I can I can barely even. Hello, hello. No, I have some wheels for you. Okay, you can just Welcome back to Material Components. When we last left our heroes, they were slowly whiling away the days until their final trial of the Skane Witch, having some interpersonal reactions with the other Threadless, and perhaps confronting the things that are the source of their power, fear. Who knows? Mm. Crazy uncle. <laughs> Either way, we need to start things off by having Cherish roll me a Wisdom saving throw. Oh, fun. That's <laughs> about well. Very well. Let's punch some stuff. Doo -doo -doo. Ten? Ten. Okay. So, you all awake in a familiar fashion. Not in the place where you fell asleep, but in some strange other location that you abruptly find yourselves in. Each of you stands atop a single plateau, spread out over a few hundred feet. You Whoa. can all see each other in the distance over this little swath, but you are all separated by at least 20 feet of empty air between each of these stone plateaus. This landscape is a familiar one to several of you, as large swaths of the drylands are made up of these red, rocky mesas. Beneath you, what looks like an ocean of blood roils between the plateaus, droplets of it occasionally slurping upwards into the sky in some kind of bizarre crimson reverse rain. The sky above you is a patchwork of sky blues, dark bloody reds, and that blue-gray sheen that covers the world when you're in the in-between place that you will usually only see at the end of these trials. 
small fragments of the plateaus in which you stand are also these strange patches of blue-gray sheen. And as you look, the strange blood ocean beneath you has these glitchy moments where it turns that dull blue-gray and then it'll resume its red roiling as little globs of it will float upwards into the air, eventually just dispersing into a fine red mist that hangs about your knees. As you all stand there, abruptly sort of taking in this horrific surrounding, you can see that on the plateaus around you, strange, what look like clay figures, are in mid-motion coming up out of the plateaus. In a half-step, they will appear to be hobgoblins, and then collapse down into a just blocks of earth and dirt as though they gain the form they were supposed to do, that they're programmed to, and then lose cohesion and fall apart. Wow. How wide did you say the pla plateaus are? You Each of the plateaus is maybe only 10 to 15 feet wide, and you're all spread out over a 100-foot sort of roughly circular area. Right, and it's all eight of us, or just the four of us? There are nine plateaus. Yeah. Oh, it's no. the ninth threadless woman. Oh, no. You see Camion, Judah, Valor, and Talila, as well as the woman. The other four who you've come to know are getting up groggily, looking around, making distant eye contact with all of you and in some cases <laughs> smiling a little too long Tirza as Talila makes eye contact with you of course but this ninth person who sort of sits at the roughly the center of all of you it's not in a perfect circle or anything but you're all clustered roughly around uh, her plateau she sits cross-legged in an almost meditative state her eyes closed, and you can see these rough, barbed chains wrapped around her arms. Whoa. The rest of us don't have those? No. Like, like she's chained, uh, like, um... No. It's as though she is sitting in sort of a lotus position. Her legs cross her arms at her side, and up and down each of her arms is this pokey chain that seems to almost be digging into her flesh. Almost sort of like a Judah's monk wraps that he wears around his forearms, but black and metal. Hmm. Everyone give me a perception check. <clears throat> I don't know where to go. God. Shit. Um, I got an 8. 15. 14. 14. 16. 16 for Tirza, 15 for Grawl? Yep. Okay, so those are two highest, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the I two... got 14. I don't know, yeah. that, don't know if that matters. Okay. Um, Grawl and Tirza, you are both in a position to see the front of this woman, and you can see that she has a low-cut shirt that, that reveals most of her chest. She doesn't have much cleavage to speak of, but in the center of her chest is that three-toed burn mark seared into her flesh. 
Oh, not good. <sighs> not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. And as you're all sort of getting up and rising up, a couple of you shouting out to each other, her eyes will open and she'll make swift eye contact with Grawl. And she'll just mm. like... Her face is just this dull, blank, almost robotic. And then when she looks at Grawl, she'll look over to Tirza. Then she'll look over to Talila and Valor. Then she'll stand up and glance around at the rest of you. And she'll nod. Okay. What are you doing? Finishing this. Wait, wait, what? What do you mean? I would think that would be clear by now. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. And without looking at him, she will raise an arm and point towards Camion. Okay. And she will say, that one has the key to stopping all of this. Camion, what is she talking about? And Camion will sort of look almostly a little scared, backing up a little bit and clutching at something near their waist. Uh, what's our setup? So you're roughly in an odd oval pattern of these mm -hmm. mesas. They're about 15 to 10 feet wide, and each of you are separated by about 20 to 25 feet. So the whole spread is roughly 100 feet wide. Yeah, but who's on so, like, what plateau? So in, in front of where she was sitting is Grawl, Tirza, Talila, and Valor, and you, Judah, Camion, and Sid are on the opposite. Right. Or what but were behind her. Who am I next to? You are roughly next to Sid, Judah, and Camion. How far away am I from Camion? About 20 feet. Okay. If by, and there's an empty void in that 20 feet. Yeah, that's neat. I cast gaseous form. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am a misty cloud. All right. And my speed is reduced to 10 feet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I make that 20 foot distance to How? Camion's plateau. How long does gaseous form last? An hour. Okay. <laughs> or until you dismiss it, I assume. Or until I dispel it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you float on over. And again, on each of your plateaus, those weird dirt stone figures are always trying to form themselves into the shapes of hobgoblins and as soon as they assume form and color and shape and movement they then collapse back down into dirt and stone mm -hmm. and as you just reassume physical shape in front of Camion he will draw back from you his loose woodsman's axe sort of resting in their hand Camion just Take it easy. I'm not here to hurt you. In fact, like, if she tries anything, I kind of wanted to be over here to, like, you know, help or whatever. But what's going on? 
And Camion will stare you dead in the eyes, their skin this bright gold, their hair a golden sheen, as they turn to summer and say, I will do what must be done. What's her part in this? And Camion will just shrug and say, I don't know. Neat. <laughs> I cast Dispel Magic. On? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm mad. Just whatever, in general. Whatever magical effect is holding us here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? We all explode. Yes. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Let me look up something real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's, a fourth, if it's a fourth level spell or higher, I do have to make an ability check. You're going to so have to make I an ability check. I know yeah, that. I, I know so. this. Yeah. It's a 67th level <laughs> spell. Prepare yourself. Um, yeah, just choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Okay. Give me a skill, a spellcasting ability check. It's the DC is is what it says on my spell card is ten plus the spell's level. That is correct. Okay. And I'm adding my charisma modifier to that. You are rolling and adding your charisma modifier because that is your spellcasting okay. ability. Yes. My spellcasting ability modifier. Yes. So your spellcasting ab ability modifier is just whatever your primary spellcasting attribute is. Plus my proficiency bonus. No. For this, it is just the ability. Oh, no, that's my spell, spell attack modifier. My yeah. bad. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, what is that? Twelve. Okay. So the dispel magic goes off, and you feel these strange threads weaving through the air around you as you target something enormous, something gigantic, something that consumes your whole arcane sensibility. You've slowly begun to work out how to feel out the weave of magic around you, and this is how you're able to detect a magical effect that you can target with Dispel Magic. With more training, perhaps the use of your arcana skill will help you almost sense magic around you in a way but right now you sense that the magic around you is in chaos and it's all centered around Camion. your spell has no effect but you can tell that whatever spell is happening here it is sort of in this weird circular motion circling Camion. that's weird okay <clears throat> kind of take a step back a little bit like <sighs> Camion I don't I don't want to have to fight you specifically and they will grip their axe and say no you don't And tell me what's going on. 
I'm going to finish this, and you're not going to stop me. Why is everyone so vague? Yeah. <sighs> I will do what needs to be done to destroy the Skein Witch. I will save the valley. As we all should be working towards. Cammy, and what needs to be done? Cherish, give me an insight check. Did he take the deck? That fucker. Did they take the deck? That fucker. <laughs> Fifteen. You look down to your belt where the deck of many things has been riding these past few months, and you find a distinct absence. And glancing back over at Camion, you can see that their offhand is clutching a the deck of many things riding at their belt. And they will look down at it and look back up at you and say, I will do what must be done. I put myself out there. I show you a presentation. Did it mean nothing? <laughs> It showed me a lack of resolve. <laughs> if anything, I think it shows dedication. What were you doing to fix this in the six months that we had before doing the other stuff? Camion will attempt to cast a spell. Great. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> this is what happens when you try to trust people. So. <clears throat> yep. Camion will cast Jump on themselves to triple their jump range. Wow. And then will leap over to... Let's see who was closest... Judah's plateau. What is everyone else doing? I mean, Get I don't know what I can do. I'm not done being mad at you. <laughs> Wish I, had. I don't even know. Like you said, it was like 20, 25 feet in between. Uh, each Tirza plateau. Has yeah. A javelin out just because she doesn't know what's going on. I don't even know what I would do. I don't think I have any way to get off my platform. So you all heard this shouting, essentially shouting conversation happening between the two of them, and yeah. then you see Camion effortlessly leaping between these plateaus. Alright, Camion. Tirza has uh, drawn a javelin in preparation. Grawl, Sid, what are you doing? For uh, something. My sword's drawn. I'm ready to fight something. Yeah, Grawl. How 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 far away is the plateau from? It's on the other side, isn't it? Yes, you are probably Shit. sixty feet away from the plateau that Camion just leapt to. Uh, yeah. Mm. That would take so much of the. Would take so many spell slots. I could do it though. Uh, you know what? Let's get let's let's play a game to see if we can get you closer. Uh I'm going to um 
I have an explorer pack. I'm going to pull a rope out and tie it around the end of a javelin. I'm going to toss it to you. <laughs> Who are you tossing it to? Grawl. Okay. Get over here, buddy. How's you... that getting me closer to... I'm closer to Judah, I believe. If I have... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, then. <laughs> let's go. Let's see if this works. Uh, do I have... me I die instantly. Give me <laughs> yeah. an attack roll. Yep. Basically, just don't botch. <laughs> I was so close. I got a six. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay. So, what does that make your total? So, uh, no, I got a six. Oh, total. I got a two. I rolled a two. <laughs> your plus two attack is only plus three. Plus four. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So yeah, that lands and embeds itself in the ground next to Grawl. Does it look safe? No. No, no. There's what a javelin sticking in the ground and then a rope just sort of lightly draping between these <laughs> mesas. And then tears on the other end, holding okay. it. Okay, I, I, was it 16-year-old? Yeah, yeah but, I'm, is but I'm the buffest of all of us. <laughs> I mean, maybe. That was a joke. That was a joke <laughs> I made earlier. Uh, I don't know if that's true worst, or not. Worst case scenario, you just have to hold on to the rope if I drop and it. And fall back to my own spot where I was already at? Yeah, good that. Um, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to, man. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to pound the javelin down deeper into the stone for, cool. before Probably I come over. A good call, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing that you might want to do is find a way to fasten it to another javelin and then pull it back and fasten it into your side. Grawl, if you so could I give me die. an athletics check. Oh, good. You know that thing I'm good at? Mm -hmm. Oh, 20. All right. Oh, nice. 20. You are really confident that you have set this stake into the ground. Okay. Oh, that wasn't even getting across. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. No, I'm, 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 I think yeah. that's my athletics check. No, that is Grawl's acrobatics check. <laughs> oh, yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Alrighty. Wait. It's not my strength check because I'm holding it. We'll get there. We'll see how this okay, acrobatics check goes first. I shouldn't yeah. have eaten so much chicken. <laughs> um, I'm all bloated okay. from the chicken. Yeah, yeah the chicken runs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I'd think about that movie. Oh. All right, uh, ladies, I need you to stick your head between your legs and kiss your bum kiss goodbye. Your bum. That's what Ross is doing shortly as he falls into an ocean of blood. It's not real. It's yep. Okay, so um, you're gonna hold it. Yeah, you're gonna. I'm, I'm rough weight. and tough. I'm rough and tough, and weight. I have negative one intelligence. <laughs> well, then great. Yeah, no, I believe you. Then <laughs> this is acrobatics. You said yes, indeed. Lovely. Thirteen. Cool. So you are traipsing across this rather thin rope, trying to counter your balance with this huge great sword. Uh, I'm doing the spider crawl across. Oh, even better. Okay. Yeah. So beneath you, these globules of blood are rising up from the ocean of crimson and slowly dissipating into mist that you're now wandering through. And as you move through it, there's no sensation to moving through this red mist. 
it's as though you're moving through nothing. It doesn't feel like anything. Mm. And you eventually make your way over to the other side. And because you pounded the stake in so good, the DC was lowered for this check. So you make it across. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's good. Um, I also use the gauntlet and call the javelin back to my hand. Yeah. And the, uh, can I, can I get it even though it's embedded in rock? Oh yeah. Magic oh, gauntlet. Yo. Yeah. Magic. Sounds awesome. Magic. Cool. It wiggles out just right. Sid, Cherish, are you doing anything while this is all transpiring? I'm cheering I'm, them I'm on. In, I'm aside <laughs> myself. I mean, and I'm assuming this is like uh, Camion leaps to Judah, and this happens like in uh, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. We, we we both had the moment where we look at each other and both nod at the same time, and you <laughs> chuck the javelin. And I was like, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to use Misty Step. <laughs> Now you're closer. Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't know what Cherish would do. Like, she's so, she's very angry and very upset. Is Camion just on Judah's Mesa? Is he not doing anything? Camion, well, I mean, all of this is happening really, really quickly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camion has skirted to the ground next to Judah, and Judah is sort of in a similar position to Sid as just like, I don't know what to do. What's happening here? Yeah. Um, at which point, Camion yeah. will keep running and leap again towards the nameless woman's central plateau. Ah, shit. Yep. How, how far are we from that plateau? Uh, roughly 20 feet. Mm, wish I could do something. Um... Can I pull out um, Storm Piercer and ask it? Hey, buddy. Uh, anything I can do here? I feel kind of useless. You must find the honorable fight, Sid. I think it's. I think it's over there. How do I get there? Looks like you must also make a leap of faith. Oh God. <laughs> uh, do you trust me? Yeah, let's 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 do this thing. All right, we got it. <laughs> Aladdin this shit. All right, okay. Um, I'm going to try a leap of faith here. Um, and I'm going to use my uh ability. Um, I get advantage on a dexterity check. Um, so acrobatics specifically. Uh, yes, specifically acrobatics. Okay, that's this is gonna be so bomb. <laughs> Whatever happens. <laughs> Sorry, there's a. I don't think it's happening outside. <laughs> Anyways, okay. 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 Um, that's gonna be. 26. Excellent. So, Sid backs up to the edge of his plateau, looks down at his sword, has this brief conversation, shakes his head, and then just starts into a dead sprint. <laughs> <laughs> and at the last moment, another of those strange stone 
clay hobgoblins is rising up out of the ground. You plant a foot on its knee and a foot on its shoulder and do yes. a front flip out into the open air. And you're just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it. And then you're about 15 feet across <laughs> when you start descending. <laughs> this was a bad idea. <laughs> and Storm Piercer will say, nonsense, and begin crackling with white lightning. Oh, shit. And there will be a... <laughs> Sid, yes. which plateau would you like to go to? I'd like to go to the center one. Okay. A bolt of lightning appears in the air where Sid and Stormpiercer were. And there's a back to the future moment as the air behind them becomes a flame and they just appear in the center plateau. Hell Little yeah. bursts of static appearing around your shoulders and heels. Is there, is there like a trail of fire from like behind both of my feet? No, uh, there's two tire tracks. <laughs> Strangely, I'm <laughs> two tire tracks. <laughs> and Storm Piercer will say, "Have faith, boy." <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'd like to get in between Camion and uh, the woman. And Camion, seeing this happen with just like wide eyes, clearly they didn't know you could do this, and clearly you that didn't either. Two of us. Yeah. <laughs> Camion will, like, turn heel and begin about to make a bound towards Talila's plateau. Okay. Do you do anything? Um, can I try and grab the deck of many things from him? You can right. try. Okay. What would that be? Had a Star Wars moment. I think this is some kind of attack roll with just like yeah. a, a outstretched hand. Okay. I'm just um, trying to decide whether it's strength or dexterity. I think it's dexterity. Yeah, because it's very like specifically targeting yeah. an area. Mm -hmm. um, well, so would I just add my dexterity modifier to that? Yes. Okay. We don't want to add sleight of hand to that? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, give me yep. a sleight of hand. Okay. Sid has trained through most of his grown life on the streets of Stormhaven to take mm -hmm. what does not want to be taken from the belts of rich assholes. This oh, is the, yeah. the penultimate moment of having to snatch something off somebody's belt. Well, it's not great. It's, um, that would be third. No, no, no. That'd be 11. Yeah, 11. 11. Oh, Camion got a 12 to dodge this. Uh, oh, no. Damn. Your fingers brush the outside case oh, of the no. deck of many things oh, as no. they make a leap and land, heels skittering across the dirt on Talila's plateau. I, I rolled a 2. I, I'm, you know, I'm so mad. Grawl, what are you doing once you scramble up onto Tirza's Mesa and Cherish, are you doing anything else? Um, well, Grawl definitely looks at his sword, thinking, <laughs> What do you do? Do you do that too? Do I turn into moss when I throw you? Or what would how um Yeah, uh yeah, so he's just looking at a sword for a half second. Um, how far away is uh Talala's 
platform? From Tirza's, it is mm -hmm. about, let's see, 40 feet. You'd have to bound over Valor's to get to her. Yeah. Cherish can do something while I'm thinking. <laughs> Um, so then I'm, like, mega far from Talila's plateau, yeah? Yeah, basically, Camion has bounded all the way across at this point. Opposite yeah. where he was, or where they were originally. Okay, I am going to, uh, spend... All five of the sorcery points that I have, the normal ones, mm -hmm. to get a third level spell slot back. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to cast Gaseous Form again. Okay. And I'm just going to start making my way towards wherever Camion's going to go. Slowly creeping across yeah, the just mesas. The, the angriest cloud of mist you've ever seen. <laughs> Is it like... Is it like a purple mist with some flecks yes. of gold in there? To, yes. To stay, to stay in the character? Yeah. And it's bad. <laughs> it it has eyebrows. I cannot stress this enough. It's a little storm cloud. <laughs> yes. And oh. inside your mind, Maz says, There was an easier solution to this girl. Simply make him burn. <clears throat> I can't throw the fireball beads that far. <laughs> Tears up, Grawl. Bitch. Yep. <laughs> yes, I'm... I'm researching a thing very quickly. Okay. In the meantime, Grawl. I can't... You got Missy Step, right? Yeah, but it only goes 30 feet. I need to I need to cover forty feet. And I don't want to use it twice, because then that all my spell slots gone. <laughs> can you jump ten feet and then misty step thirty feet? Can I do that? You would be jumping out into open air <gasps> to angle so it properly. Cool. And then hoping. I like it. So yes, you could totally do that. Is That's that an, very cool. Do I have to roll for that, or is this just going to happen? You Probably. would have to roll me an athletics check to get enough distance in your jump. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Okay, fine. This is to, to, to Lila's platform? Yes. Okay. What does she have? What does Talila okay. have? Yeah, like, why is he going to Talila now? I think or he's just escaping just, me. Just away from Sid, yeah. That's fair. I get it. But I don't know. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes. That's an eight. That's an eight. Okay. Tirza. Grawl charges forward, leaping off of the mesa. At the last minute, you see him descend below the plane of your sight, and then there is this horrible, like, sucking sound, and this rush of green-brown moths go surging upwards, 
almost to the edge of Talila's Mesa, but reforming just below the lip of it. Grawl, oh. I need you to give me a dexterity saving throw to grab onto the rocks. Good. Eight. You go plummeting downward oh, into... No. Great! Saving face! <laughs> what is saving face? Uh, saving face, I get to add plus, uh, uh, plus one for every person that I can see uh, in a 30 foot, within 30 feet, 30 feet saving face. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a hobgoblin thing. That's your, I know I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing it up. Uh, yes. Uh, saving face. Hobgoblins are careful not to show weakness, uh, or fail an ability check or saving throw. You can gain a bonus to the roll equal to the number of allies you can see within 30 feet with you. Maximum bonus of five. Okay. So, you can get a, let's see, plus three to this roll. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that makes it 11? Yeah. All right. You smash into the side of the mesa, and your claw, your na like long black hobgoblin nails go digging into the dirt as you scrape down the edge of this thing. You find yourself 20 feet below the lip of the mesa. Ooh. Your feet just above the strange blood ocean. Oh, that went well. <laughs> Could have gone worse. Tirza. Well, I'm really mad that none of the mounts have a jumping distance of 20 feet because <laughs> I was going to prove you wrong. Uh, please look um, at the casting time of Find Steed. And? Uh... Instantaneous. Wait, no, casting time 10 minutes. Ah, we have time. <laughs> Camion's jumping around everywhere. It'll be fine. <laughs> We're good. Um, Camion is on Talila's Mesa, which is 40 feet away from me. Yes. What are the rules on non-lethal attacks you have to declare that the damage you're about to do is non-lethal and essentially you're going for the knockout not necessarily the kill <laughs> you guys i'm the punchy one i don't know what else to do um yeah i'm gonna do it i'm in a non-lethal camion what are you hitting with? friends with things javelin okay Give me an attack roll. Don't screw this up and hit me. Please. Booyah, 21. 21 is going to be a hit, yes. Damage? Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't like this. And are you throwing a smite behind this, perhaps? No. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> then roll me some damage. Oh, wait. Uh, cause non-lethal, that becomes, uh, 
to become unconscious, I have to get him down to the zero, yes. what his zero would be. Okay. You know what? F it. Yeah, let's do a smite. I'll cast it. It's fine. It's <clears throat> a non-lethal fighting. Go to sleep. It's just like an electric shock. Mm-hmm. Sleep. Um... If I accidentally kill this kid, I'm gonna be A, so mad, and B, just murderer. real, real sad. <laughs> yeah. Be a murderer. Uh-huh. And roll me some damage. Um, and I'm going to cast it as a second level spell. So you're expending a second level spell slot to smite. So that makes it 3d8 yep. as opposed to 2? Yep. Damn. This probably isn't going to help, but nine points of damage. Total? Yeah. What did you roll for the smite? Oh, wait. 3d8. Did I roll a d8? Yeah, it's... um. No, I rolled a nine. Oh, I'm so sorry. I rolled a nine for smite. Oh. Fuck, I'm really bad at this. Uh, plus six. So 15 points of damage. All right. Camion staggers under this crackling bolt. As I've described before, you hit with the javelin, and there's this strange lightning rod effect as a storm burst appears from your body and then just jags straight into the place where the javelin hit. Camion will go rigid for a moment, and they will clasp at the javelin that is sticking out of their thigh. <laughs> That's a graze. It's non-lethal damage. Yeah. You aim for the leg, so. Yeah. And Talila will get this gleaming look on her face as she'll look between Camion and you, as if interpreting some unsaid word of consent. Yeah, baby, I got you. (laughs) And she will say to Camion, let me look at that for you. And Camion will say, no, thank you, and <laughs> leap away to the next plateau over. Which that doesn't I... affect his jump at all? Uh, I will roll to see if it does, actually. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Camion's real good at I jumping. I tried. Especially with the jump skill. I mean, yeah, that's the why they have the jump spell. Yeah. So... Camion leaps over to Valor, and Valor will sort of, almost ready for this instance, grab Camion's shoulders before Camion really has time to react. Meanwhile, this angry purple cloud is slowly bubbling towards Just them. following <laughs> Camion. <laughs> no. well, I'm coming for you. <laughs> towards the spot he's supposed to be, and then as it's like halfway there, he goes to a different one and he moves. <laughs> More angry now. Oh, man. Do this for 60 minutes, boy. <laughs> and Valor will just sort of, again, grasp at Camion with a pretty good athletics check. Yeah, because Cam- Valor's athletics is <laughs> bomb. So, Camion is grappled for the time being as Valor is saying, What are you doing? What's going on? Sid. You are standing in front of the Nameless Ninth. Mm-hmm. She looks at you with that just totally blank face. 
Again, her arms coated in those weird black chains that seem to be slightly digging into her flesh. They're not drawing blood or anything, but they just, like, they look a little too tight wrapped mm. around her skin. The The skin in between is this pale white, and the skin right under is this dark, blotchy red. Ugh. And she has that burn mark seared into her chest, that three-toed sigil that you've seen once before, seared into the chest of the fire giant you faced in the second trial. Right. Um, oh, I, I did. I did also tell them about that. Yeah, the cult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I ask her, uh, who are you? And she says, Lucrezia. Lucrezia? Do you live in Stormhaven? Is that where you're from? Where do you hail from? I was. I did. I don't anymore. What does that mean? The city is not a home for me any longer. Why are you chained up? These chains aren't for me. Who are they for? Everyone else. Um, can I, like... Can I tell if she's human or not? Give me... Ooh, what would this be? Insight, maybe? No. no. That's like about intent and okay. emotion. This is... Give me a... An arcana roll. Okay. I, I don't know how to do Oh, Oh, not bad. Uh, 14. As far as you can tell. Okay. She has all the attributes of a human. She is a f physically messed up human, but sure. a human nonetheless. Um, I guess I try and like free her. Can I do that? Again, the chains aren't binding her in any way, oh, other, other okay. than just being wrapped around her arms. From her wrist all the way up to her shoulder is just as though a length of chain on either arm is wound around her arms. When Camion jumped onto this platform, did it look like he was ready to attack her? or, or... No, it looks as though he was just jumping onto this platform to make an ex expedient retreat. Oh, okay, gotcha. And he's not uh... quite sure who to trust at this point. <laughs> Maybe no one. Um... can trust these hands. <laughs> <laughs> As they're wrapped how, around their jugular. Uh, how far away is he now? Like, how far away is the platform that he's on now? Camion is only 20 feet away. Only 20 feet away. Okay. Um, Again, on I, another mesa that you'd have to get to. Yes. Yes. Uh, I ask Stormpiercer, is that thing that you just did something that you can do Oh, jeez. Oh. So confused. Okay. No, nope, yeah. figured it out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I look down at Stormpiercer and I, I ask it, that thing that you did, Indeed. is that something you can, is that something you can do again? Can we try that again? Here and now, perhaps. 
Perhaps you're not really filling me with confidence here, buddy. <laughs> it is not about confidence, Sid. It is about faith and doing what is right. Okay. Well, I believe that uh, stopping Camion from uh, potentially ruining the situation is the right thing. How about, what do you think? And I think so long as your cause is just, I will support you, my friend. All right. I'm going to run and jump. Run and uh, jump. Run and jump. Um, that was a worse roll. Um, that was, um, what would that be? 12. You get about halfway through the air and you realize this time nothing's happening. Ah, fuck. And as you say that, you descend past the lip of the mesa. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Me, friend. How about we... You guys are not being nice to me. Let's try this one. Better. Um, That's going to be 22. All right. You manage to get hands on the lip of the mesa and you're dangling there. Grawl, you're slowly climbing up to the top of Talila's mesa. Cherish, as a boiling purple cloud, you're slowly edging angrily towards <laughs> just this little storm cloud moving across these mesas. Just angry eyebrows over it. <laughs> I definitely imagine a fart sound coming from it constantly. No. I'm imagining the, like, Nimbus sound. Uh, but angry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tirza, you are not quite sure what to do next. I'm not. <laughs> and as you stare around at these, your friends all clambering towards this leaping Eladrin, you're staring up at the surroundings and you see a shining blue-white figure descending from the sky. And ah, shit. All of you hear a whispered voice in your head saying, What have you done? The weave, the pattern disrupted. Uh, hey, cloud, baby, so maybe you don't want to be here right now. Skynwitch, we're taking care of something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, can I climb? Can and I get on the I need climb? everyone to roll initiative. Ah, fuck. This is all Cambion's fault. Yeah. Just plain Ooh. their character. God damn it. Interesting. So, 25 to 20. Really? Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, 15 to 20. I have 15. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Is it... I'm still climbing a wall. <laughs> 10 to 15? 10. 10. What is your dexterity score? Uh, 4. Okay. 
and I believe that makes you tied with Judah, so I'll just say you go first. And I got 14. 14 for Grawl. And, uh, <laughs> Cherish? What happens when you botch initiative? You go last. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. It's <laughs> usually my shtick. I am the slowest purple cloud ever to exist. <laughs> the slowest, angriest cloud. No, so, the Skane Witch <laughs> will blink from where they are about 200 feet into the sky down to about 120 feet above all of you, hovering above these plateaus. Everyone's attention is suddenly drawn up to this figure in swirling black ribbons of cloth wrapped around this blue-white energy vortex that seems to make up their humanoid body. And their attention seems to be everywhere and nowhere at once, and it will shriek out, The threads! The threads! Threadless, always cutting away at the weave! Cannot be trusted! Must be erased. Mm. That's a bummer. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, my mm. thesis work. Down the drain. The skein witch will stare down and let's see. Cherish through Grawl is one through four. Talila, Valor, Judah, and Camion are five through eight. So I'm going to roll me a d8 and see what we're doing. So six. All right. So a silver white thread appears from Camion and streaks over to embed itself in Grawl. Um, I need both of you to make wisdom saving throws. Camion and I? Yep. Sixteen. Oh. Alright, you fail. So, you feel yourself indelibly linked to Camion. You now have... Let's see. Who has damage? You now currently have 19 hit points left. <laughs> Oh no. That's half of my health. And it was half of Camion's health. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Wait. Oh, no. Is Grawl. Oh no, Grawl is no longer on my maze. <laughs> Kidding. That brings us to <laughs> Valor. Who. I went so out of my way to avoid damage. <laughs> Yeah, you did, buddy. <laughs> and you just happened to be the number four when I rolled that d8, so. <laughs> Camion will re or no, Valor will release Camion staring up at the witch, drawing out a... Valor will pull out his shield, which you know is his forge-bound item, and then he will reach a hand out into the middle of the air, and a flaming spear will appear in his hand as his fingers wrap around nothing, and this just blazing spear will appear in his hand. Um, and he'll 
look between Camion and the Skein Witch. Not sure what to do. He will hold his action. Camion has the next initiative, and Camion will attempt to persuade Valor to do what must be done. Valor will oppose this. Oh, no. <gasps> no! Uh-oh! And Camion will say something low and soft and indicate towards the Skein Witch, and then a just brutal look will cross Valor's face. And it is the same look that, Sid, you saw the night you talked to him by the fire. And he will take a step back, hold his shield just in front of him, take the spear up in a throwing position, and hurl it at the Skein Witch. Oh, and get a natural 20! Oh, 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 boy. Oh, boy, indeed. The Skein Witch is instantly dead. We all go home. <laughs> yeah. like, and everything's, I and everything's guess. fine. And everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah, nothing, clearly. Uh, <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. So, that is going to be 13 damage to the Skate Witch. Yeah, just throw a flaming spear at a beam you know nothing about. Just do it. The Whatever. spear will embed itself in the Witch, and Valor will jut a hand up towards the spear and it will explode in a burst of flame that seems to burn her more and then it will appear as that flame streaks back into his hand that brings us to that was Camion's turn Tirza with Sid on deck uh, um, well first of all bonus action I'm gonna call my javelin out of Camion's leg, or away from Camion's... I hope it hurts. Yes, um, they let out a small shriek. Do I also let out a small shriek? No, it doesn't actually deal that damage. Can... Okay. Yeah. okay. You do feel the pain as something sharp seems to but remove itself from your leg. Like, you're much tougher than Camion, so... Yeah. Maybe. Uh, you don't shriek like a loser. <laughs> and... I'm also going to hold my action. What action are you holding? Uh, an attack. Okay. What is the trigger for your attack? If the Skein Witch uh, goes after any of my... Uh, fuck. God. Yeah, definitely if the Skein Witch goes after Cherish, Grawl, Sid. Um, you know what? Yeah, the other four. I, lo I love them, but right now, I'm yeah, that's what I'm holding my action for. Okay. That brings us to Sid with Grawl on deck. Am I still hanging off the ledge? You are. Okay. I'd like to climb up that. Okay. Easy enough. You do. Yeah. You are now on it, Valor it, and Camion's um, Mesa. Is is Grawl hanging off the same Mesa? Nope. Or? No. Okay, so I can't. Um, but uh, Camion and 
Valor are um, in front of you. They are in front of me. And they're both, like, ready to attack the witch. Um, it seems that way. Or Valor already has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... Shit. I, I, um... And there's a thread going from, 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 um, Camion to Grawl, is that correct? Yes. Is that... Would I be able to get to that thread? It's right in front of you. It's basically right in front of me? It, it crosses directly in front of you to connect the two. Can I try and cut it? Sure. Ooh, storm piercer in that. Yep. I don't like how you're smiling though. That's nice. Some threads of fate shit and then snip and then we just both collapse. I mean, I don't know. Why am I a cloud right now? <laughs> I know nothing about these things. Would you care to and give me an I attack didn't roll? I think it was gonna come up. Yeah, sure. I didn't say anything about it. <laughs> um, well, it's not well. I'm rolling really poorly tonight. Um, That's going to be a 10. All right. I will need you now to give me a wisdom saving throw. Cool. Ooh. It's better. Uh, 15. 15 will not make it. So, you are going, as you try to cut this thread with a mortal weapon, as magical as Stormpiercer is, you are taking six psychic damage. Six psychic damage, damn. Okay. Wait a second. That brings us to Grawl. Uh, am I still hanging off the edge? Yes, and you are okay. significantly lower than Sid was. Great, gonna keep on climbing because I was twenty feet down, right? Yep. So it's basically your whole your whole move is to get to the top edge. That's great, fantastic climbing. It's my turn. I mean, do you have any actions you would like to do? Uh, you're at the yeah. I mean, like to drink a health potion. Okay, you can do that. Neat. Okay, two D four. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Uh, so five plus two, seven. Seven. Okay. Yep. Does heal? Does this heal? Uh, uh, plant man or whatever, Mister Sid. In front of you, you see some of Camion's wounds begin to evaporate, almost as if on their own. Uh, weird. They are healing though from an unknown source. Hmm. Tell him to drink the health potion I gave him. <laughs> <laughs> Them. Do it. Them. I keep slipping up, but that is my bad. So, that brings us to Judah, who is not sure what to do, but he will follow Valor's example, and... God damn it. You see something that is both wondrous, spectacular, and terrifying, and that is a laser minotaur. Judah will take a, like, fighting stance... His hands will begin glowing with this bright white-red fire and will shoot up two blasts of radiant energy out of his palms towards the Skane Witch. He's at disadvantage because this thing is out of his range. Ooh, that's some bad rolls. Ooh, poor Judah. Um, both go wide, though. This thing is swirling around. The weird ribbons are swirling about this thing, making it difficult to perceive precisely where it is. 
That brings us to Talila. What is Talila going to do? Christ. Standing there clapping. Yeah, she's going to do she's going to do the best she can. She's going to do the I best she can. <laughs> so many bones here. So many bones. Oh, she would have loved the castle. Right? Yeah. Too bad they went somewhere stupid. Not that I care anymore. <sighs> she hmm, let's make an insight check for her. Ooh, okay. She is going to cast Suggestion on Camion. Excellent. And he, they have to make a Wisdom saving throw. Oh, that's not good enough. And she's just going to say, Stop. And Camion will freeze and like stare down at their body. It's like not sure why they can't move. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to Cherish. Am I at the Mesa yet? As you slowly bubble over to the Mesa that Sid, Camion, and Valor are all, all standing on. Am I atop it? You could recaporeate yourself and not fall to your death, yes. Okay, I'm going to do that. Question Do mm-hmm. I now have my 30 feet of movement regular? No. No. Because you used all of your Do movement I... to cloud over. So how close am I to Camion? Ten feet? Five feet? Can I try to grab the deck of many things off of their belt? You can roll a okay. sleight of hand check or a de- just a straight dexterity. Okay. I am assuming I have advantage since they are paralyzed. Mm. Yes. Oh. Yes. Good. Ooh. Good. Very, very Good. clever. <laughs> <laughs> Love that proud expression. <laughs> uh, that's a 17. Ooh. You stroll right up and pluck the deck of many things right off of Camion's belt. <sighs> and Camion's skin will change from the russet autumn color to just the the harsh it, it almost hurts to look at now fierce gold that is summer you can that is the skin tone that camion adopts when they are ready to kill something yeah well fucking bring it on idiot <laughs> so that's my whole thing yeah yeah which brings yeah. us to the skin can i flip them off can i flip them off as a free action you can Raise that bird as a free action, yes. <laughs> I make an obscene gesture. The skein witch. <laughs> Cannot get super close lest they tempt fate, as it were. Mm-hmm. So, they will hover over the platform and, let's see, who's there? Sid, Cherish, Camion, and Valor all need to make wisdom saving throws and camion is doing so at a disadvantage cherish is doing so with advantage oh no i mean it's not the worst no it's not good okay what do we got 17 17 i got 10 10 all right that is a failed save figured Camion botches. 
Oh, Ooh, that's not good. That that's is not good. Really oh, Reed, oh no. I'll come save you. Oh, that's oh right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's no, go on. No, that's that's fine. Oh, Everyone help potion. I'm basically going to be buying them for myself now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, because fair. I'm going to need everyone to donate to the Grawl Needs More Health Fund. Okay? Yeah. Oh, it's not a foundation. It's just the just give me not dying juice. Mm -hmm. So. Cherish and Sid and Valor are taking 17 points of psychic damage. Oh my god. This can be. Let's kill the B team, B team, B team. Let's kill the B team. Except for Camion because uh, there's reasons to keep him alive. There's <laughs> Sam. So. Camion is taking. I need to do some math on this one real quick. Ooh. Grawl, you're taking 34. Just saying <gasps> it right now. Camion is taking Yeah, no, I'm I'm out. Yeah. Camion is taking significantly more because they botched. Ugh. So they're both down regardless. I just need to figure out whether or not Camion's just straight up dead. Does Grawl fall? No, nope. oh, I made it up. Yeah. I, oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I, I missed that. I, I mean, it still Thanks. sucks, but I was like, oh, well. I guess by girl. Now, I guess. Yeah. That brings us to Valor. Oh, um, my God. Who will <laughs> not appreciate that whole scenario? Uh, still not sure what's exactly happening. Um, we'll just know that the Skane Witch attacked him and his friends, and Camion is now down. Uh, he will rush to Camion's side. And try to stabilize his friend. Okay. Um, that brings us to Camion, who has to make a death saving throw. Okay. That brings us to Tirza. I need to get over there. Um, can I, if I cast something, it won't, that doesn't disrupt my hold action. Like if I cast. Oh, your held. Sense. I mean, we're we, we basically. Your held action would have gone off when the skein witch attacked your friends. Actually. Uh. Though all you saw is the skein witch hovering over the mesa, then everyone on that plateau clutching their heads and falling to the ground. Some of which with blood seeping out of their ears and eyes. Could be cool. a coincidence. It's probably a it's coincidence. Probably nothing. <laughs> yeah. What's your int score again? So. Um. Yeah. I would say Tirza wouldn't exactly know precisely what was happening there. So once we get back around to your turn, your held action is essentially blown. Is what? I'm sorry. Your held action is essentially just vanishes. Okay. Because nothing triggers. Um. It. Yeah. I, uh. Can I? I'm gonna cast divine sense. Um. Okay, what does that let you detect? Uh, until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any celestial dead with 60 feet of you that is not behind cover. You know the type uh, of any being. I know I already know what she is, but I've 
um, within the same radius, you also detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated, as with the Hallow spell. Okay. You detect that the Skane Witch is, in fact, a Celestial. Okay. You detect Tirza and Valor both as fiends. Yes. Cher- Cher- yeah, I'm Cherish. Tirza. Yes. What, what here is fiendish? <laughs> it's... Um, you said with it, it's within 60 feet? Mm-hmm. You also detect that the woman in the center mesa is also a celestial. Oh. Okay. Um... Cool. Cool story. I think that's my whole turn. Anyway. So I'll figure out what to do with that information. Cool. That brings us to Sid. Um, can I... You saw Grawl go down as well as Camion, and you can see the Skane Witch floating 60 feet above. Um, but uh, Cherish has the, the deck of uh, many things, is that yes. correct? As, yes, you saw Cherish steal the deck of many things off of Camion's belt. Um, I want to st- get you're standing right there. Yeah, I want to get in between Cherish and Valor slash Kamin. Not that they're necessarily focusing on her at, uh, or uh, at the moment. Um, but I want to yell up at the Skyn Witch. Uh, stop! I I don't want to fight you. We don't want to fight you. We want we want to figure out what's going on. Okay. Give me some kind of persuasion roll. Okay. Or deception, or I don't know what you're trying to do here. Um, persuasion is definitely what I'm trying to do here. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. All right. Skane, which will stop in their tracks, though admittedly their tracks are hovering sixty feet in the air. Sure. <clears throat> Stare down at you, and then. It will suddenly disappear and blink onto an unoccupied mesa 80 feet away. And it will say, If you wish to speak, then speak. Okay. Um, I, I can, I can hear, I can hear the skein, which everyone can. Okay. What? You keep calling us Threadless. What is what? What does that mean? And she, she lets in a little intake of it's not breath. There's no musculature to need oxygen. Yeah. We'll look over at Grawl and raise a hand, and in this weird motion that looks like time is reversing itself, blood will seep back into Grawl's body and will reverse stand back up from in the exact same motion in which they fell over and Grawl is just sort of suspended in the air in a moment just before he collapsed and the skein which will release Grawl and Grawl you are back up to whatever hit points you had before that massive hit and the skein which will say 
That should not be possible. You didn't do that? Mortals die and fade. You are outside the weave. Do you know why? Why why we are? How we became this way? We do not. But you bring chaos into the tangle. You make it worse. Pure chaos. Well, what do, how do we how do we get our threads back then? What do we do? What do you want us to do? What are these tests for? To observe, to see if you survive, if you can survive the tangle. And if we do, you may help. And it pauses and looks around undo what has been done what has been done and suddenly you are not on any mesa there is no ocean of blood beneath you the sky isn't that weird patchwork anymore you stand on a little piece of nothing hovering over the Tempest Rest Valley. Beneath you, the whole valley spreads out and rolls away in every direction. You are standing directly above Stormhaven. From this vantage point, maybe a mile above the valley, you can see the drylands sloping off downward to the west, sloping upwards to the east, the eastwood, down and away, the giant mountain of Srothheim and the glacier creeping ever closer to its peak. To the north, the sparkling blue jewel of Lake Quelio, twinkling in sunlight. And perimetering around the entire valley, the steep cliffs and peaks of the storm wall. At the very edge of your vision, you can see this black roiling storm with rainbow-colored lightning flashing through its inside and outside, cracking into mountaintops, shearing away pieces of geology. And the skein which will say, Undo what has been done to the world. The storm? Are we still in initiative? Kind of fallen out of initiative at this point. Okay. Um, if there's anything you would like to do, I, I, I say, um, um, you've all retained the same amount of distance you had. Yeah. So you mm -hmm. are still eighty feet away from the skein witch. Okay. Grawl, you yeah, are I'm conscious to... again. Yay. Camion is one hundred percent not. Yeah. That's fine. Um, Probably. Um, what? I okay. I ask. I say like, we can, we can fix the whole world. The skein witch seems to ignore you. Okay. Almost as if, as if it doesn't even. It's not even aware that you spoke. 
Oh, it's because I'm I'm probably it's because I'm probably holding the deck. No. Hey Sid, <laughs> can you confirm that? Um, <laughs> uh, are you saying that we can fix the world? We can reverse the storm. A storm is a symptom. You, outside the weave, can see the disease. And what do we do with that information? I cannot say. You are threadless. Grawl up to anything? What? Uh, she said you can see. Mm-hmm. What happens if... Grawl actually tries to see into out into the storm using Eldritch Sight. <laughs> Give me an intelligent saving throw. Oh, good. Yes, this is. Come on, come on. Yeah, twenty. <laughs> no, what? Yeah, I will yeah. take a picture of this on my phone. <laughs> oh. Brawl. That's great because my intelligence is negative. <laughs> no one seems to be watching you as you find yourself standing up again. You feel as though you've been jerked upright by some marionette strings that you could not see, but as you gather your will about you, you stare down at the world, higher than you've ever been before. You would expect the air up here to be thin, but it's not. You can breathe perfectly fine. You open your eyes, though, and the words of a shadowed figure return to you as it says, Give me knowledge, and I will give you power. And you open your eyes again, and again, and again, and again, as your pupils split and divide as though a cell splitting across the whites of your eyes. Ooh. Growing wide, you stare down into the effervescent, glowing rainbow swirl of the outer storm. And as you stare at the perimeter of the Tempest Rest Valley, you swear by all the gods and the steel within your bones that you see something rippling and moving within that storm. A massive, serpentine shape ringing the whole valley. Well, shit. <laughs> Only Grawl sees this. Yes. Right. <clears throat> right. Of course. Tell nobody. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. And as you come to your eyes sort of folding back in on themselves until you have but one pupil. You can see another line of green flame scratching itself across to form a complete, almost complete rune at the base of your sword. It seems as though it's maybe missing 
one little scratch. Okay. Sorry, I'm in full hype mode right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Sid, Tirza, yeah. what are you doing? Um, can I ask this game with Chuck? What, what do you know about the old mage, and why she suddenly wants to kill you? The skein which will say those who walk between worlds fear and hate what they do not know. Rightly so. I didn't get any of that. Mm, yeah, I cut out a bit. Those who walk between worlds fear and hate what they do not know. Rightly so. Should we fear you? Yes! Whoa. Is this test supposed to be where we fight you? The fourth trial is undone. We must start again with new Threadless. We apologize for the necessity, but it must be done. And what happens to us? You are removed from the weave. Entire. That's bad. Yeah, this is very good. Okay, so we can't return. And the skein which will turn towards all of you and raise a hand and begin to unwrap the wrappings. And as Oh, that's bad. <laughs> as they do, you can see this bright white nexus of energy seeping out beneath. There's no hand... It's just a hand shape held together by cloth. There is only this fractal pattern of whites and blues and purples moving through time and space. And I need everyone to give me a wisdom saving throw who is looking at the skein witch. Yeah, so everyone easy. but Grawl. Yeah. Um, okay. Alright, here we go. Why? Who wants to go first? I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd really I rather six. not. <laughs> six? Yeah. I got a 16. Hmm. That's good. You know, I would add my modifier, but it doesn't matter because I botched. Oh my. Oh no! <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm rolling so poorly tonight. The skein which moves forward 
sort of in a strange spiraling pattern around certain people. Avoiding Cherish, at least at first. First, she will move towards Judah, who's still standing, unsure of what's going on, transfixed by this creature made of light and fractal geometry. And as she spirals around him, you see flashes of moments. A young minotaur being raised in a monastery far away in the mountains, being told his entire life that there's a monster inside of him, and that if he takes one step in the wrong direction, that monster is going to come out. And slowly being trained to focus his mind and body into a weapon as to be a cage for that beast. Then you see flashes of an older Judah becoming a master at that monastery, raising the next generation of monsters who wish to keep their inner demons locked away. You see Judah growing old and becoming a gray-haired bull man, dying surrounded by family, lovingly in bed. And the skein which will stop at that moment and say, Here. And Judah will stand transfixed as if frozen. And then the skein which will move on to the next person. Tirza. We see a young girl taken in by the Jarashir, a cult of folk who worship the outer storm and wish to protect all those left in the world from its power and its ability to destroy all life. You see this girl raised amidst this cult of people, their beliefs suffusing her every waking day, being drawn to a cloak, unaware of the destiny that would befall her should she answer the call that it sung out to her one day. You see her coming to terms with her teacher, Netta, learning terrible truths about her religion. You see her going on grand adventures. You see her coming to Stormhaven, meeting all of you, going through the trials. You see her standing at the edge of a cliff, cloak in one hand, and the symbol of the Jarashir in her other, not sure which one to cast off the cliff's edge, before a ruinous stream of lightning crackles up from behind her and the skein which says, Here. <laughs> Moving towards Sid. Grawl, you can step in any time. You are allowed to act. No one else is. I can, I can, I can say something, or... You can do or say whatever you like. You are free to act. Everyone else is frozen in place as the skein which makes their way from one person to the next, choosing um, moments in their life where they will die. Oh. 
Oh, okay. She moves okay. slowly towards Sid. What do you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Grawl's gonna. Uh, first off, Grawl is gonna draw a sword. Draw your sword is already drawn, my friend. No, I mean like up. Okay. Like it's not like just down at the, at the side. It's up, like ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's gonna ask, "What's in the storm?" And as you speak aloud, the skein which will suddenly look up as though a little taken aback that you can oh, move, that you can speak. <laughs> oh, he's here. Most people don't pay attention to him, including her. And she sort of ignores you at first, like, that can't be right, and moves back to her work with Sid. You see a young boy in flashes being raised by a loving, caring what mother. What is in the storm? And she stops and looks back up. You're interrupting her work. Uh, is there, like, can I feel like if I'm, like, walking, would I feel, like, something beneath me? Or it am I, like... It feels like a flat surface beneath you. In fact, it feels start... like large slabs of rough stone. The feeling mm. of furniture just beyond what you can see. Fantastic. I'm gonna start walking towards her. Mm-hmm. Um, what is in the storm? The skein, which will, like, not sure how to react to you, will float away from Sid, that moment still frozen of Angela tapping her son on the shoulder, saying, were you watching? And the skein, which will say, how, this isn't, no, you, you can't. This isn't possible. How close am I to her? You're probably 30 feet away. Misty step. In front of her? Yep. Okay. (laughs) And she's just standing there frozen in front of you. What is in the storm? She doesn't answer. She just stares at you with eyes that she does not have and says, You are not one of them. You are something else. Swing. Give me an attack roll with advantage. Okay. 15 plus... Seven uh, would be a 22. 22 will hit. Okay. And so I get to attack twice. Well, this is just your first attack. Right, right. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, that's nine plus four. <laughs> uh, 13 for the first one. Okay. Um, and then I'm going. So that's going to go through, and then again with a uh, an upswing after it's gone through. Uh, let's roll again. Um, do I have to? I have to roll again for. Yes, uh, for the second attack. Okay. okay. Oh, what's off the table? Seven, eighteen. Eighteen will hit. 
plus 2 is 7 plus 4 is 11. 11. Nice. That will make it Xaxes. Hmm. Your sword swings through the air. The dull bludgeon of dark steel no more. It is a flashing, thin blade that carves through the strands of cloth that wrap around this creature, piercing whatever hold on reality it has. The fractal geometry within this thing splits and tears, becoming non-Euclidean shapes that you don't recognize or care to recognize as the sword passes through it. Um, as it, like, on the upswing, uh, Grawl's definitely, like, yelling, don't ignore me. Um, and the Skane Witch will let out a shriek that pierces through all of your minds, and you'll all find yourselves able to move again. Tirza, there was a brief moment where you thought you were at a cliff, Somewhere from here, months, years from now, you're not sure. You were farther down along your timeline, but now you're back here at the place you should be. Sid, you were somewhere in the past, but as you're coming away, that past is beginning to crumble to dust, and the image of your mother begins slowly fading from your mind. That botch will have consequences. That brings us to Cherish. Yeah. Um. Uh, Cherish is in tears, first of all, most importantly. Um. I, like, I'm, I'm asking Maz, like, how do I fix this? Where do I go from here? Maz has one bright, hot solution to this problem. And... The creature before you seems vulnerable in some way, and Maz's first instinct is to attack vulnerability. The cause of your pain yes. and the anguish of your friends stands screaming before you, and its undoing rides at your belt. That is Maz's opinion. I I don't think I was like on the ground, but I I feel the need to say that I stand up. Um and I I don't know if saying anything matters, but Cherish says at the Skyn Witch Skein Witch. I wanted to try to understand, but 
There's no fixing this. And pulls out the deck. And walks closer. I'm not sure how far away Cherish is. Yeah. As you slowly walk forward, Tirza, Sid, you have a chance to do something. What would you do? I don't... Nothing. Listen, I think your mic is muted, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There we go. Cool. Um, I... What can I remember? Can I not? I guess I can't. Rem... I don't know what I remember. I don't remember. You remember that a kind woman raised you, but you don't remember her face. You know she was your mother, but that love has been sapped from you, and you can tell that it's gone. Because I can a... tell. It's a ragged, flapping wound that has been torn into your past. Um, okay. I'm going to, um, I'm going to attack this game, which I think. You have advantage on this attack? I would very much like to have advantage on this attack. Fuck yes. Um, it's going to be a 23. That is a hit. Great. Um... I have advantage on this attack. Do I have sneak attack damage on this? Fuck yeah, you do. Fuck yes. I'll take that. Uh, 20. 20, uh, 20 plus... Um, I remembered. Uh, so it'd be 24. Uh, do I have... Um, I'm avenging the lost memory of my mother. Do I? Do I have... Stormpiercer's blessing. Strike her down. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, twenty-seven damage. Tirza. A voice near your ear says, "Have faith. That is not how this will end." I, I'm so sorry, I missed that second part. Have faith. That is not how this will end. <sighs> um. <sighs> I think... Oh my god, I don't know. Um, shit, I don't know. Uh, I think tears, uh, I mean, it, I can't, I can't do anything to stop Sid, can I? He's already... No, that's already... Yeah. In a flash of blazing steel, Sid leapt forward, and while Grawl had the skein, which is front in a tatter... Sid, like a flash of lightning, appears and starts slashing away at the skein witch from behind. Okay, I think um, if I can, uh, I mean, I think she starts, she stumbles towards Cherish and says, 
cherish and cherish, cherish i think is slowly walking forward holding the deck of many things out before her cherish i think i'll die i cherish i don't stops <sighs> i i think i think I think we're all fated to... I think I'm fated to die. I... I can't... We still don't know what's going on. And you said Cherish does not stop? Cherish does stop. Okay. Like... Yeah. Um, but... So... Like, she's, like, visibly kind of broken. Like. And she says, she, like, turns to Tirza and says. It's. There's no fixing it, though. Look at them. As Sid and Grawl slash and batter the Skein Witch. Behind them, Valor stands over Camion's body, letting out a shout. He will rush forward, flaming spear in hand. Judah, off to the side, has fallen down to his knees and is just staring down at his hands, remembering a life that hasn't happened yet. Talila stands to one side, humming in this horrible little necromantic fugue state she's in, channeling all the pain and anguish into herself and just smiling. Off to the side, Lucrezia stares at you all blankly with a dull, stony expression. She makes eye contact with Cherish and then looks back over the Skyn Witch. And Mike, mm -hmm. um, part of my divine sense was what type of celestial is Cretia? Cretia. Lucrezia is an Azamar. I don't know what that is. No, you do not. <laughs> okay. You inherently sense that she is part divine, part mortal. Okay. And Azamar is essentially a demigod. Um. Yeah. Sid, Grawl, if you would give me more attack rolls. I would love to. Uh, 21. That is a hit. Great. Um, 20. 20 is also a hit. Is the Skyn Witch reacting to their... She is shrieking and letting out howls of pain as her body is being essentially flayed away from her. Yep, that tracks. Though 
not necessarily trying to defend herself in any way that makes sense to your eyes. My first one's a, a 10. Okay. Um, I did 19. 19 damage. Shit. And I'm attacking twice. So. There's a 20. A crit? Yep. <laughs> what is the most damage you could deal with your sword? Because uh, to remind our listeners, on a critical hit, uh, I do epic crits. So we take the maximum amount of damage that can be done and then add a roll to that. So 2d6 for damage plus 4. So, so 16. 16 is your max. Now give me a roll. Mm-hmm. Plus another six. Uh, uh, plus my charisma modifier, so now it's twelve. So, you mean ten? Yes, math. So math is very, very, very important. Everyone's six total. Yeah. Okay. Barely any strands of cloth are left on the skein, which whatever corporeal form it is holding is almost at its last strand. Cherish? Tears up. What do you do? This is good radio. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's down to you, Boo. Um, I so, uh, Tirza, I think stumbles away because Tirza has been meaning. I've, I've, player Olivia has been meaning to make Tirza do this for the past twenty minutes. I, I think I know the answer, but, um, I like fall to the ground at Camion's side. Is he dead? Can I tell? Camion is super dead. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, I think Tirza puts her hands on him to stay on hands anyway. And um, and just sits there. How many points of lay on hands do you use? I only have 25. How many do you use? I use 25. Oh my god, can I bring this kid back to life? Oh shit, I didn't even do that. a crackling of gray, blue (sighs) lightning around you. Beneath you, the rippling motion around the storm wall grows more intense, and rainbow bolts of lightning ripple up in a ring towards this center point above the valley, focusing on Tirza. That lightning courses into your body in a cascade of colors that ripples out through your hands and into the body of Camion, and they let out a rough, ragged gasp of breath. Um, They are still unconscious, but they are alive. Give me my healing potion. In this place and this time, you called out to the powers of your faith and were rewarded. 
and the cloak on your shoulders emanates with intense, fierce pride. Cherish keeps walking towards the skating wedge. Okay. As you get closer, the ragged strands of cloth around the skein witch's form are these just wispy fragments of what they once were. There's barely even a body to perceive here. All you can see is these little fragments of shifting geometry and crystalline swirls moving through the air in blues, whites, and purples. The blades of Sid and Grawl moving through them in space and time, hacking away at this creature who seems defenseless now. And as you approach, she turns, looking for any avenue of escape, seeing you holding out the simple deck of cards and lets out one final defiant scream of PRIMUS! And... This is something I asked you all to do at the beginning of the campaign. We did not do this on camera, but I asked you all to predict how and when the player to your left would die. Yeah. And each of you receives that vision now. Tirza, you see yourself at the cliff's edge yet again the items and articles of your faith in your hands. Behind you, the storm rages and roils and seems on the verge of consuming you. Sid, we see you at the edge of a deep black pool, willow branches draped around you. At the center of that pool, a familiar face, perhaps older, more weathered, looks at you with a tired, sad smile and reaches out a hand as he says, follow me, son, and moves into the pool of black, inky water. Cherish stands before blackened trees and glassy stone as a terrible red dragon, ember scale, in or pyre scale, in all of its glory, rising up through the broken landscape and bellowing out, YOU WILL DIE FOR YOUR INSOLENCE! Grawl, we see walking through a blackened corridor somewhere deep underground seemingly distracted by some piece of esoterica as a moth flutters before them slowly he works his way deeper and deeper into this cavern and while he's distracted a chain slinks down from the ceiling and a woman dressed in a cut blouse a burned scar across her chest and dead emotionless eyes dropping to the ground just behind him raises a knife that appears in her hand as though summoned from nowhere. And as you come out of these visions, you find yourself standing 
in an empty town square. The fountain burbles low, and the sounds of festival are distant. But you are in Stormhaven, and there is no one here to see you return. I still don't remember what my mother looks like. As you stare down at Stormpiercer, seeing the last little bits of blue light fade from your eyes, there's no remnant of the skein which in front of you, it's just your eyes readjusting to true color. You think desperately back on your mother, and you see her face, you remember her love, her warmth. With the skein which is death, all of your memories are recovered. Okay, good. Um, I think I start crying out of relief. Which is... Yeah, that was close. <laughs> Tirza, you look up and around, and you find yourself in Stormhaven. Below you, Camion is unconscious. Grawl, you stare down at your blade as you see one last little etch mark appear on the blade, and finally the runes and letters make sense. Your time learning to read was a trial, the likes of which your muscle and blade could not overcome. But now that your mind is sharper, you can read that the runic word written in a language you're well familiar with as it has been burned into your soul, and that is abyssal. It reads, Mott. Um. Uh. Uh. Okay. <sighs> Good work, everyone. We're not dead. Moving out from behind the fountain you see the slim figure of the old mage, her face ashen, but with a fragile smile playing across her face. And she says, You did it. It's done. Why did the skein which say that she was trying to undo the storm. Probably because she was. Yeah, but I'm I'm asking I'm asking the old mage why why would she say that? Cherish is right. Because she was. Yeah, I know. I was being flippant. I think, I think it's probably time we spoke in person. If you would all care to meet me at the tower, I would appreciate it. Fine. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Grawl, can I have one of your healing potions? 
I'm just I, I, ignoring I, no, her. No, I, I, I drank mine. I, y'all have one. You can have one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gave one to True. everybody. Cool. I yeah, also take one. Mine. I <laughs> I pour mine down Camion's throat. Camion has one. <laughs> yeah, but he's unconscious. So. Okay. Say. Kick his. There's. So. You all. Sl uh, 2d4 plus 2. You are all begin to recover, treating your wounds. Judah remains strangely silent through all of this. The chained woman who identified herself as Lucrezia will turn her back on this and amble slowly away from the rest of you. I don't even know if I noticed. What? Yeah. yeah I... I don't necessarily think any of you really do. I yeah. want to, but I don't I mean, think I guess I we do. could roll a perception check, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do that. I mean, this is really... Would it be passive perception? Just because I'm not... Yeah, sure. Get... What are your passive perception rolls? 11. 15. 11. Grawl. Mm. What, what, what is your what perception is score? What is your uh, plus two perception? Uh, sorry, I'm just gonna... Four. Okay, so 14. Uh, Sid, you're the only one who sees Lucrezia leaving the square. Um, can I try and follow her? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm just gonna get back up to... No, 30 now. Okay, I'm gonna try and follow her. Okay. The rest of you begin recovering in the square. The image of the old mage that's there vanishes after you begin to ignore her. Sid, you track this woman for some time until she turns a corner and you move in and don't see her at first and then she is just behind you. A knife held at the ready at her side. Oh, lovely. With that dull, blank face, she just stares at you. You gonna stab me or what? Like, honestly, after this day, after a day like today, I... If you want to do it, just fucking do it. What do you this want? This knife isn't meant for you. Who's it meant for? And she glances back at the square from where you two came, and she says, the one who caused all of this. Camion? And for the first time, a flicker of emotion plays across Lucrezia's face, and with a snarl, she says, no. Who, who, who caused all this? The one who couldn't protect us. The one who was meant to save us and can't. Zenerva? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Can I ask you something? If you must. Her face returning to stone. Who... Who are... Who are you? 
Like, really? I'm the one whose friends died. I'm the one who wasn't saved. I'm the one who's going to put an end to the old mage. Okay. Okay. And she turns. The rest of you recover however you can and eventually find your way back to the Wandering Rose. There, Netta and Kalkon are waiting for you with bated breath. They take you in as best they can and try to understand exactly what happened. Words escape you in describing precisely the events that occurred. The memories are there, but they're slippery like eels. You try to grasp them and bring them out to tell others, and the words just aren't there. You still remember what happened, but speaking of it is difficult to anyone else. But you can exchange looks with the other Threadless, and they know their memories are still there. In the next few days, Judah will wander away, saying words that he has to understand what he saw. He remembers a life that may or may not play out in front of him, and he has to understand what that means. He doesn't really care what this old mage has to say. Talila wanders away with almost no one noticing. One day these, she's there, one day she's just not. Whether or not she is on her way to see the old mage, you don't know. And no one really cares enough to ask. The very next day, Camion is gone. A note left downstairs with the bartender, simply saying, I'm sorry. Valor is the only one who remains. Though he is of two minds. On one hand, he just wants to get back to his life. If this is over now, he just wants to be away from extra planar mess. His whole goal through all of this was simply to endure and make it through, and now he has, and now he can try to pick up where his life left off. Admittedly, that was five years ago but he aims to try. And so that just leaves the four of you with a bit of a question left in the air, and that is, what are you doing next? Well, this was like my villain origin story, so yeah. I mean, I want to hear what the old witch has to say, so... Yeah. I'm gonna go, but I'm not happy about it. Cher right now, where Cherish is, is... I was right. 
and I told everybody things that they didn't know, and I drew in educated conclusions from them, and all I wanted to do was just see what was going on, and no one listened to me, and now everything is worse. Sid, crawl. Crawl mm. uh, starts making prep for the journey. He starts packing things, getting, talking to people in the guilds, asking for supplies and whatnot, uh, seeing if there's a caravan heading heading north. There are. People are beginning soon. to depart. Just after the festival. Okay. Uh, he's making preparations for at least one person to go north. It's, there's a, a potential group. We, there may be one. There may be four. Who's to say? Um, we'd, we'd like enough space uh, on at least one of the carts to uh, you know, go with them. Caravans are constantly looking for defenders along the road because even while the cities of the valley are safe, there are long stretches in between where danger still lurks and the Guardian Guilds can only do so much. So any extra security joining onto any of these caravans is always welcome. And if you can provide that, you will be given a place to sleep. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I'll go because I have um, questions for the old mage to answer. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so tomorrow. Well, the spots aren't for you people. <laughs> they're my, they're for my new friends on the on, the, on the beach. For my actual friends, <laughs> right? So the next day, you will set out for the tower. It is a two-week journey, and from here on out, we ain't doing any more time skips, y'all. Campaign uh, proper. No more four-hour episodes. <laughs> for real. So yeah, I think uh, for now we will call this episode to a close, and next time we will set out on the road on the first leg of your journey towards the tower, and perhaps some confrontations and answers with the old mage. And our destinies. Ah uh, well. <laughs> You Maybe. might have Who already knows? gotten a look at that earlier today. <laughs> Fine. So, sorry for the long one, y'all, but way to go, you survived. Yay. I, think, I think that's part good. of our normal closes. Sorry it went so long. From here on out, like all of these last five sessions had to be a, like, a beginning, middle, and end to the session. Yeah. From here on out, it's a little bit more loosey-goosey. We'll be rolling into the normal campaign. Mm -hmm. So keep it manageable from here on out, I swear. Yeah. That's okay. But yes, this was the finale of the first arc. We are now beyond the days of the witch. And we are now moving into... Well, I don't want to give away the title just yet. Yeah. The <laughs> next arc of the yeah. campaign. Um, <laughs> um, uh, arc number two, Electric Boogaloo. Sure. Yep, that's what it <laughs> is. That's Dang it, it. you yeah. got it in one. Wow. Yep. So. <laughs> no. I don't know if anyone else has anything to plug. Twitter feeds, Electric all that. Because I have lightning powers. Is that is that what you're plugging? Tears, it doesn't get to plug anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plugging rights revoked. Um, 
as per usual, if you want to find me on the internet, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Readimus. Um, that's T H E R E E D I M U S. Um, yep, that's that's the plug for the week. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Schrodinger's Cast. Schrodinger's doesn't have vowels in it. Figure it out. <laughs> It'll probably be posted in the bottom. <laughs> probably. Um, as usual, you cannot find me on the internet at this time. <laughs> the government. <laughs> the yeah. government can, probably. Yeah. Ask them. How about you? Olivia doesn't have anything. No. Um, okay, great. She even muted herself, too. No, no I didn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> As always, you can find us on Twitter at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. You can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. Always love hearing from anyone listening to the show. Please let us know that you're listening. Please. <laughs> Please. Because yeah, the analytics are not working right now. We're not <laughs> screaming into for the four and a half hours. Please. Oh, it's, it, it'd be fun either way, so. Yeah. It's true. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at MKGorgoni. And if you want to follow Omatep on Twitter, though he wasn't actually in this episode, you can do so, know, so at sad. NPC underscore AN because he is an important NPC. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of Material Components. Thank you all for listening. Thank my players for playing. I hope everyone has a good whenever it is you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's Friday, so. Bye, everybody. For us, bye. Gonna go drink. Hey.